first pilot one, I'll need to manipulate the audio. This is going to just be an audio addition to the podcast as a wee extra. And I will do my level best to, to make it as clear as possible. Factor it in. Right. One day, it was a, a very cold uh, evening. And then the, my mum my mom and, and my whole family, of course, were avid, huge Celtics, of course. And uh, and everyone knows that. And we were taken down to uh, Muir Park to see the mighty Glasgow Celtic. And my mom, as the one and only time she'd ever ever seen Celtic, and we, I remember going down, and it was a, a very cold, kind of typical miserable Scottish night. And uh, it was a it was a, a midweek game. Then we went, and uh, and. Little did I know at the time, but it was the it was the Lisbon Lions. Now, how many people do you know that have seen them? Well, actually, I know one, Tommy Campbell. So you need to listen. Tommy to, Campbell. If you've no listened yeah, to his, Tommy Campbell actually seen them in Lisbon. That's right. Did you listen to his podcast? I I did. Right. I did. I, uh, I loved every single moment of it. His, his... So, and, and and Tommy's Tommy's story is uh, one of the reasons that we all love Tommy so yeah. much. And he was actually there, and uh, Bobby Cassidy and, 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 and uh, Mr. Cassidy himself, who was the catalyst to all of that story, and young John Cassidy, who perpetuates it to this day. No, John, John, uh, John will love being called young John Cassidy. I know John well. Young, young, young John Cassidy <laughs> is... Uh, a very, very close friend of mine, and I actually adore him. And I love the fact that uh, he he perpetuates everything that his father started, and his brothers continued, and so does he. Lovely. And, and uh, John, John's a great guy. John, John's a diamond. I love John. Right. And uh, I could tell you a different story with John. But anyway. Uh, Enough about going John. To, <laughs> going down to Mewton, uh, sorry. Going down to and that particular night, and it was a, it was a dark. I'll never forget. It, it was a dark, dreary night, and uh, and of course, we, we, you go in through the big black gates, and I was right down the front. My mum had never ever seen this. She was a big, big Celtic fan, of course, as we all were. Yeah, mm. uh, I, I remember the night that Celtic won the European Cup. My dad, I was only four years old, and my dad threw me up in the air. And the story goes that he's, my, my head smashed off the ceiling <laughs> and, and when Stevie Chalmers scored the second goal. And uh, maybe that's what happened to me. Maybe that's what made me a wee bit, a wee bit wonky. Uh, but uh, that particular night uh, down at, Celt- uh, down at uh, Mewton Park, and I was telling my mum, she was so proud and she, she loved it. And, uh, and little did I know, we were looking at uh, genius. You know, it's mm. like Jimmy Johnson and, uh, you know, uh, Bertie Old and uh, you know, Stevie Chalmers and all of them. They, they yeah, were the guys that I was to play on. But I always remember uh, uh, the Saints players like Henry, Henry Hall, you know. Mm. He, he, uh, and that was, a, that was a very, very special night as well that I'll, I'll never forget.
table so you can get a better look at me. Yeah. No, you didn't want to miss it, Dunks. Get the best side. <laughs> oh, how's it going, boys? Good. Oh. It's a bit of techni technical issues there, but that's it done now. Barney, we've never met, so it's nice to meet you, even if we're on the other side of the world. Yeah, how are you? You've been on our list for a little while. Dunks keeps talking about you. I have, yeah. Funny enough, uh, I was driving down to Bunbury uh, to where I work. It's about an hour and a half south of Perth here. And uh, I listen to random episodes and I'm just driving along and I'll stick one on. And it was the one from uh, actually last December. It was, I think it was your wrap up one for the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you mentioned getting me on. And I thought, Christ, that's a year, you know, 10 months, just like 10 that. months in, and uh, we've still not got it together. So. Yeah, I was quite embarrassed about that, you know. So maybe we should have got our act together before then. But it's great, and I love it. And I love yeah. it. I, I, sit, I drive down. It takes an hour and a half, and uh, uh, I, I look forward to the drive back because usually I never get to the end of an episode, and it's, uh, yeah. it's a proper chuckle. And, and I'd never heard um, uh, Donna Henderson's until mm. just happy. And, uh, <laughs> I was in hysterics, absolute hysterics, chucking Oggy at the windy. We really made me chuckle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know a lot of the stuff that she was saying is exactly i mean i i was um i was there from when i was born until i left i was only about eight or something um but it's exactly how i remember it you know uh, i remember you know just making 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 your own fun out of nothing you know and like you say dunks you know I'd, you'd go out in the morning when i was only wee i'd be away all day up to my neck in the river, getting yeah. golfers with Bobby Brearden or Davy Finlay, you know, yeah. not a, not a, bit of care or attention for anything. And everybody did. I think everyone just kind of knew that everybody else would look out for you, you know. And it, it was kind of like that. Anyway, yeah. I'm kind of taking over. Dave, oh, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's exactly how it happens. You just, you just well, I saw Dave Finlay this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I, forget, I wish I'd said to you, I, 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 I'm hungover, I'm a bit hungover today, so I was out and had a few Guinnesses last night, so um, uh, my, my head's no functioning as best as it should. And well, um, I, know, I know how you feel, Dunks. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Friday night's usually my night, you know, I get uh, home and crack open a cold one and away we go. Uh, and I usually regret it on a Saturday, but we're all right today. I well, I I didn't. I was only meant to go and have a couple, and end up having more than a couple. But yeah, feeling a bit ropey the day. But um, I wasn't clear enough to see Dave. Yeah, I says I was. Him and Jeanette kind of come to the reunion, and um, they've got a wedding on the the fourth of November. So he was just so telling. Me, I've got a wedding on the fourth of November as well. So you Perth. do. It's not yeah. the same, is it? I don't know, it might be. I, I doubt it. That's my, my my nephew and his wife is Australian, so highly unlikely, but you never know. Yeah, no. Um, no, you... Davy was... Coming over here for it, the way. Aye, aye. Yeah, that's I've, right. I've got a heavy schedule, Dunks. So I fly over um, on the first, arrive in Scotland on the second, uh, meet up with a few folk on Friday night, no doubt, in the Abbey, mm -hmm. and... Uh, and then the, the wedding on the Saturday, mm -hmm. and then the after wedding session on the Sunday, and then me and Max are flying to Madrid on the Monday, yeah. Champions League on the Tuesday, and then flying back to Australia on the Wednesday. That's intense, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. Will you sleep? <laughs> sleep on the plane? We'll sleep on the plane on the way back, you know. Mm. 
Absolutely. Um, no, Dave, Dave and Jeanette, they can't make the reunion either. And I, I wish I'd said, I says, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to John in an hour, you know. Nice. Um, nice. So, yeah, the, the, neighbors. We were neighbours. We were, we were, I spent... I spent virtually every waking moment with Davy, Davy or Bobby Brierton. And uh, yeah, Davy, Davy was a great pal. You know, Davey taught, I remember Davy teaching me how to tie my shoelaces. <laughs> I mind I could never ever get together and they were always getting loosened off and always wanted to slip on shoes without bloody laces. And eventually Davy persevered for, for days and weeks and probably months. And uh, I remember cool. being in the path right outside the close and eventually got it together. I could never figure out that bloody bow on your <laughs> lace, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, Davy was the the, the 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 driver behind me, being able to tie my bloody shoelaces for the rest yeah. of my life. And funny, it's the kind of thing that uh, it crosses my mind from time to time. You know, yeah. when you're putting your shoes on, these things that fly yeah. back, and so you remember when you were a kid. Yeah. But absolutely. And, and the other thing about these things, yeah, these things come to your mind. Oh, that moment when it just cracked, it just clicked. It just it just clicked. That's it clicked a, well. a, 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 a momentum. What's it? Um, is it a term for that kind of memory? Uh, no, no, yeah, probably, yeah, but it's like a momentous thing in your in your life as a fucking bairn, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, remember, I remember being so happy that I immediately undone them and done it again. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Make sure it wasn't a fluke, you know what I mean? I couldn't wait to run up the stairs and show my mum, you know. So, uh, it was great. We lived there. Uh, the we lived in 22D into the place, right in the middle, and yeah. Davy was in 20, just the next yeah. close along. Yeah. Um, and and it's, I, I remember you talking about it, Dunks. You you kind of did. You stick to your bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember wandering far into Ainsley Gardens or or Carnegie Place or or, yeah. or anywhere. You kind of just stuck to. Your, we were right in the middle, so we were in that middle stretch where yeah. every we played football right in the middle of the street, and because there was the other cars going to be two or three. And uh, that was about it, you know. So, aye. So you, that you was were, that were, was that. Were you born in Yorton or were you born in the hospital in PRI? No, well, I was born in the hospital. Um, my, my parents. Um, well, I'm one of six. Well, I'm one of six now. Um, my parents had a, started off in a single end over in Bridgend, as Irish immigrants did, and uh, you, you you couldn't get a, a bigger place until you had more kids. Uh, no, they needed that for an excuse, being a good Catholic family. <laughs> but uh, there, was, there was a child every two years, like clockwork, mm -hmm. uh, for my sister Sheila, to Anne, to Grace, to me, and then my wee sister Pauline. And then, of course, Patrick mm -hmm. came along suddenly after, well, yeah. a few years after that, yeah. just before we left Newton, actually. And um, yeah, then, then they moved, they, they gravitated to a flat in Lickley Street, you know, where the market flats are now. Yeah, the Teddy's yeah. there, yes. there. Uh, right across the landing for uh, John Ritchie of Hobo right. and that. Right. They lived there, so they were straight across the landing for them. And then my mum was pregnant with me, and then they qualified for their, their first council house, yeah. which was 22 Deans of the place. Yeah. And that's when that's when their life changed when their glorious son came along after three daughters. <laughs> 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 Can we talk a wee bit about your mum and dad? Because that, that, the Irish immigrants, that crops up quite a lot with families that have ended up in Perth and all over Scotland. Do, do yeah. you know much about their background, where about in Ireland they came from? And Absolutely. They were fair. they were from uh, a town on the west coast of Donegal called Dunlow. Uh, and there's there's quite a lot of uh, families from that very same town and surrounding mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. uh, like the Donalds, the Boners, 
uh, Brennans, mm. all of them, all, all from the Dugans, all that same neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was, the curious thing was that my mum, when she was a wee girl, lived in a, in a little uh, place five miles outside the town. Uh, and of course, they never had running water or anything like that. So they had to go to the well to get water and they went over to their neighbours and, you know, the milk, the milk came for the cows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they were always warned to watch out for this guy who had a, a, a motorbike and he would charge up and down the road past their road end. Uh, but they had to go and she, had to, she showed me where she used to hide in this bush when this, she could hear this motorbike come from miles away. It turns out it, it was my granddad, uh, John McCall. And he had a motorbike and his family that lived further up the road in a place called Thor, of all places. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she used to hide in this bush. Well, and then little did she know that she was going to end up marrying his son mm -hmm. uh, years later. But they never knew each other uh, when they were in, in, in Dunlow. And, you know, there was a lot of poverty. They never had, they never did a lot to, to, they were living off the land and they could barely get by. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was that whoever was the oldest generally got sent back in to make yeah. their way in life at the ripe old age of 14, got sent walking to Scotland. Imagine that, but I just send your 14 year old child uh, to, to mm -hmm. make your way in world like Dick Whittington off with a bag uh, and off they went. So uh, they walked, they would walk to places, to, to Derry and they'd get the, the old infamous Derry boat where you got piled on with the cattle and the sheep and all the rest of it. That's if you managed to get a hold of a, like a, like a, a gang boss, so to speak, who would uh, gather up people at the dockside and take mm -hmm. them over to Ayrshire and they would be hired out to the wealthier families in Scotland mm -hmm. and they would kind of like work as kind of slave labor sort of thing, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. they'd feed them basic uh, foods and they would work their, work their nuts off in the farm uh, and they would send it all home. Uh, unfortunately, my granddad was, uh, lost his wife and he's also lost two older children to TB uh, which was pretty commonplace as well and uh, he would he would go and uh, collect the money uh, in the post office and generally go straight to the boozer mm -hmm. and, and most of it and then so eventually no mobile phones and all that so mm -hmm. eventually uh, my auntie Anne, Joe's mum uh, mm -hmm. and a couple other sisters uh, got word letters back to my mum so she went back to Ireland and then they came across to Scotland and they all worked in hotels and up in Pitlochry and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, mum came back and she, uh, that's where she, she met my dad in Perth and not in Ireland at all. So there he was working up in the tunnels and the hydro dams and, uh, and horrendous conditions. But uh, he, he worked his way up to a, a, a boss, a ganger or a foreman or whatever you call it at the time. Mm. And uh, was pretty successful because there was big money in it. Everybody wanted to work up there because they were making. See, I, I barely knew I had a dad. I never thought I'd one for for a long, long time because he was never there. Yeah, he was really working, so he'd arrive back maybe once a month or whatever it was, and, uh, and then disappear again. So mm -hmm. somebody else, yeah. us, somebody else gave us a similar story for the same reasons that their dad was away working. No. And, 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 and it was quite common. So uh, we were all growing up with just our mums. The yeah. mums, mums were doing everything, you know, mm. uh, and you just everyone was the same. So you never thought it was you were unique or you were hard done by in any way, shape, or form, you know, because everybody's just the same, you know. So that, that's where they met, and then they they got married in Perth and in the, the, the Johns, and uh, yeah, and then best the, person and it's, it's who else was it? Tommy Campbell's Tommy Tommy Campbell's Tommy family. They're, they're all from uh, Arkell Island in Mio. But they they it was a similar story. They they lived very close to each other, his, his mum and dad. The villages. Um, across, across a stretch of water. Aye. And, and 
and met they here. They didn't know each other there, but it's when they came to Scotland and they met. I don't think it was Perth. Did it, was it Perth that they met? Nearer Glasgow. Um, so families must have came across, and, and like, so you're talking about Ayrshire and working your way. Trying to work their way up, yeah. Work their way across, and 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 then when there's big jobs like the hydros and the tunnel schemes and stuff like that, just have a magnet for for lads. Yeah, that, 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 that's the the word got around eventually, and everyone got this. They came, they got off the boat straight into Ayrshire. They'd work their way up and try and leave the farm work because it was hard. Aye. Get themselves. Not that they were shy of working hard. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Paid, you know, and then they'd get to Glasgow. A lot of them ended up staying in Glasgow, but they were in yep. the slums of Glasgow. Once you were in the slums of Glasgow, it was very, very hard to get out of it. Yeah, and then then they'd maybe that's why they all gravitated to each other mm-hmm. because that's how they got that's how they got on, you know. Absolutely. And uh, but like you say, Dunst, like back back home, it's a bit like Newton. Everyone stuck to their own bit. They didn't really mm-hmm. venture venture far. Nobody was running about in cars or anything like that. So you you knew your surrounding neighbours, and that's about as far as you went until you went mm-hmm. to church or a Sunday or something like you know. Yeah. Um, but every every community. But, but when they came here. That's who they had to. They, they were all. They all hung a bit together, and they all had to. Uh, that, that's who they lent on for advancing in, in their life. And Absolutely. if somebody had, was a foreman, he would give such and such a job. Purely, my dad used to have to come out to the gate. They'd, they'd sleep in camp outside the camps, and if somebody got hurt or injured, which was a daily occurrence, they'd come out to the outside, and they just start asking. The folk would line up for the job, and they'd ask them their names. And, if you had an Irish name, like Kelly McCormick's dad is no Irish at all, well, probably does stem, but he was one of those young boys standing outside that camp. And, uh, and, his, and they asked him his name, and as soon as he said, Neil McCormick, and you go, son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just a name like that, he's got to be Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when he went, and he was made up, that was his uh, early marriage years as well, you know. Aye. So yeah, that, that's how they met, and, and they met in Perth. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. It's history, and here we are today. And then they moved from Bridge End to Ainsley Place. Moved to Bridge End to Lickley Street, and then Lickley. to Lickley Street when my mum went to the council because she was pregnant with me and already had three children, mm-hmm. uh, all of six and under, because uh, Sheila was the oldest of three at the time and she was only six. Uh, and then they qualified for a council house. And, we, and when I woke up, my first memories are uh, all in Mewton. Freezing cold lino and ice on the inside of the windies, and <laughs> skipping, <laughs> skipping through the living room with the school clothes in the back of the sofa. I used to think my mum never slept because no matter how early I got up, she was always up. Fire was roaring, everything was going. I thought, yeah. and I looked back and I said, "What time of day did you get up?" And she was always up, obviously last, tidying up and dishes and cleaning and all that. You know, I used to, I used to break my heart when the, the coal man would come. You know, remember the coal bunker in the middle of the hallway oh, yeah. next to the yeah. next to the bathroom. Yep. And this was like a new pin, you know. And I used to see her just size. She was there with her pinny on her, and her tea towel in her hand and her hair with, you know, like the 50s with the, yeah, the yeah. Hair, scarf on. And she was just silent at that. And the, the, the black Cappy Oswald and his motley crew would come bounding up the hallway, fling the door open. They just had a load of boards, like greedy boards up the inside of halfway up the door. And then count the sack into the... And the dust would take about three days to settle in the house. You know, and then she just she just resigned herself to that. It was just one of the things that you had to do. Then the dusting would start and the cleaning all over again. You know, yeah. and uh, I remember trying to help her once. I wet a cloth. She nearly went through the roof. <laughs> you can't clean suit with wet cloths. <laughs> never knew that. It just turns into like a tar-like streak that you could take you a year to go off. <laughs> what, what year did they move into Ainsley Place? 
Uh, they would have moved in uh, just in uh, the early part of 1963. That's when they moved in, uh, just before they, I think they got it, just as she was pregnant with me, and I was born in May 63, and they just moved in a few months before I was born. Yeah. And we had Pat, who stayed upstairs? Pat Catigan stayed up the stairs. All right. Uh, Tommy and Lena's his mum, and young Tommy, and she had a wee sister as well. Uh, you know Pat Catigan, don't you? Don't you know uh, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Nice. she's me, Pat. No, I, Pat was direct, the house directly above us. Uh, Mum and dad, beautiful people, uh, Tommy and Lena. And across from them was a, a beautiful old couple, the McLeans. They were a really, really lovely couple. Across the landing for us, I can't mind for the life of me who that was. But down the stairs on the other side was Granny Morn, who everyone was petrified of. We were, she had a wee beard and <laughs> that was looking. Uh, they tapped the slippers with the bobble on it and she frightened the life out of me, that for sure. And uh, she'd always be scowling at you for running about through the clothes. You know, you're running around and not yeah. jumping over the fence and through some or through Davy's clothes and yeah. back around again, chasing each other and that, you know. And then through the back was Sykes and uh, the Hills and Colin Stewart, Colin and Sandy. They I lived were, directly were, were, were were through the back, back fence. Aye, the they, they, were, they were back to back with us. Aye. So that's that we, we hung out with them quite a lot. Oh, I, I mind, I mind. There was a boy who stayed in the stairs for them, and and I was only young, but he, he seemed to me like he was a big boy. Like I thought he was about sixteen or something. Mm -hmm. And he's and his, that was his granny. So he stayed the weekends with his granny. Well, me and Davy or, or some of us had found a tennis racket because we never had. A, we never knew he was buying tennis rackets for weekends. <laughs> 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 what a tennis <laughs> So we found this tennis racket, of course. I'm, I'm throwing like wee bits of gravel up in there, pinging them with this, seeing if they farther went. And they were going for miles. Some of them were going right over the roof. And one of them, however, went straight through the windy, the boys' bedroom windy on the ground floor. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Of course, all hell broke loose. The granny's out going mental. Everyone scarpers, you know, and she's, she's going in the doors to find out who it was. And of course, I had to own up to it. And I'm, I'm pleading. The, the stain went squint. It just went squint. She was making out the boy couldn't sleep in his room because he was feared ghosts would come in through the hole. I was like, get a grip of yourself, son. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you need to come here and stay more than the weekend. <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm surprised you're even coming up here. <laughs> ah, so it was good. Did you listen to Mark's and and Tony's and Steve's? I did, aye. Aye, I did, so, aye. So that, that, that was a good listen. But um, So Mark ended up moving... Across the road for me when they when they had to move for that corner of Ainsley Ainsley Gardens or the back for you, um, but he said the same thing. It was because I think they must have only just had a two bedroom. I think. Aye, they did, aye. When Stuart came along, his younger brother, that's when. Um, but I can't remember that until he moved across into, into the close that he was in with Harry Conroy above and and the, the Hastings doing the bottom and that. So. Um, no, same thing, though. Yeah. No, we had a great time. We had a great time. Like I say, we'd be away doing the inch in the river. Mm -hmm. Not to mention those bloody boats. Oh, right. did they ever yeah. kids go in their boats? Yeah. yeah. I look at that river too now. I tell my kids that. I went, how do you fancy getting on a road boat and getting sent on your own out in, the, out in that river? Look at it, that torrent river. <laughs> Listen, honestly, I mean, we speak about this. I mean, how old? I mean, we would go there, and I'm talking, you'd be lucky if we were 10. I know. 10 year old. Right. And we would go there, and we Stevie Banks, Fergie, whoever that was with us, a whole group of us, and one or two of us would go and 
buy the boat. I can't even remember how much it was. No. Um, you would go and hire your boat, and we'd go up the river, and then we'd fucking all just pile on, you know, and we'd go away looking for golf balls, you know, and spend, know. spending the day on the river. Now, I know, that's a beggar's it's, belief. It's, man, I would die if I thought my kids were, at that age, yeah. you were lucky if, you're lucky if you were hitting 10-year-old. And you were away up that. I mean, when North Newton was getting built, or when they were starting to put all the sewers and that in for it, and they had those massive drainage pipes all stacked up, or where, or for the new car park is for the grammar now, and further down for the for the football pitches are, you know, where you train the, the football yeah. team down there. Yeah. And uh, that was stacked high with building materials, no fences, no nothing, and we used to be in there playing, crawling through underneath all this mass of concrete, Aye. any one of which, and there's folk, kids, other kids running over the top of them and trying Aye. to roll them and trying Aye. to break things and mucking Aye. about, you know, but you never give it a second thought, you know, Aye. you never give it a second thought that your, your well, safety was in, your danger of getting hurt in any way, shape or form, because you were innocent and your children, you were just having Aye. a laugh, you know, it was a and playground. The whole place was a playground, it was Aye. brilliant, you know, it's a little you know, you'd be playing, you'd be mucking about in the street and then, you know, somebody would chuck someone at the window, you'd throw them or something to tell you to go to the shop, and whoever it landed closest to had to go. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> run around the carcass shop and get the, get the bread and milk or whatever they'd forgotten. But he's just done it. Everyone done it. You mm -hmm. know, and it was never, it was never a, a second thought. It was just, you know, it's human nature. That's oh, what you've done. Like any of the neighbours could call on you, right? and you would, yeah. and you would, you would yeah. go and do it. They were looking at. It's funny because they were looking after you as well in a kind of strange way. No, neighbours would stick their heads out the window. Mm -hmm. and the bairns are in the street, and if somebody was looking for somebody, you'd only have to ask a neighbour where they were, because they were doing there, mm -hmm. or they were up mm -hmm. in the field, or they were heading down the edge. Mm -hmm. uh, well, usually, the, 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 the neighbourhood watch was uh, the McGilvery's old man. He was always hanging out the window. He was his best. For morning and night, really? the vest on. Oh, they, I mean, Aye. I'm going to tell you, it was a quiz show. Kind of went for it was, and he went there, and he, I think it was in the RAF at one point. He had his blazer and all that on, and went on this quiz show with Jimmy Spanky or somebody. <laughs> I, think, I think I think he got a question right, yeah. But the, but the whole neighbourhood tuned in to watch it. It was aye, aye, a bit claim to fame. Aye, and the Lizzy Lamans close. Aye, aye, the Lamans were, aye, they, they, were right, they were right across the road for us, and the McGilvery's were up the stairs. Aye. The other funny story about the McGilvery's, they, 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 they kind of made it, but there's a whole bunch of them. Aye. One of them was uh, Sugar McGilvery. Sugar, aye. Now, aye. I know what you're going to say because <laughs> I I always thought that was his name, sure, right? Aye. We spoke about this before. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who, who was talking about it. Joy was a good friend. Joy McGilvery was a good friend of my sister. But aye, mm. tell us the story about Sugar then. No, it's just, this is the story about a mentor in the beauty contest. <laughs> 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 And then won it. <laughs> As a woman, <laughs> it was brilliant. You couldn't make it up. Uh, they were they were a great family as well. Eck McGilvery and uh, they had a big they had a big massive Alsatian that pinned me to the closed floor one day. I thought it was going to be a heart attack. Uh, I've got the fright of my life. But it was it was great fun, great fun. Uh, and then you know I've heard you you know talking about a three legged dog once, Dunks. Because the Brennans had a three-legged dog. Uh, the the, the three-legged dog that always scared the shit out of me was the one right in the corner of, across the Northern District, right in the corner Aye. of uh, Belhouse. Well, that, that, was, that, that was Sean Brennan's dog. Really? Was, I'm sure it was Aye. a beetle. I'm sure Aye, it was. I'm sure Aye. it was a beetle. It would chase you when you walked past. The, it was always sitting, 
Always sitting. Aye, on... I was always sitting at the at the, at the gate at the driveway. Aye, 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 aye. And if you went past the fucking cheese shop on the street, yeah. <laughs> talk. Yeah, the barking like look, we like going. Aye. <laughs> Shit <out of> you. <laughs> aye. aye, so aye, so what else you want to talk about? Plenty of it. Oh, you met you mentioned the shops. In your memory, can you remember the Dunkirk Road shops? What what they were? I do. I talked about carcaries, but. Because we always, they obviously have changed through the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, ownership yeah. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't remember them vividly because we weren't really allowed to venture anywhere up that far. We <laughs> never really, I only ever went to shops. I think there was a wee clinic there that used to get that concentrated orange juice that was to give you your vitamin C shot that was right. absolutely boofing. But it got that and cod liver oil and all that kind of stuff that got poured into you to keep you right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but so not not really. I can't really mind too much about the shops up there. We went uh, the wee carcery shop at the back of St Stephen's here in the corner was a bit uh, as far as we got to venture as far as shops were concerned. Well, that, that was carcaries then. Are you talking about yeah. on St Stephen's Lane? Aye, yeah. aye, aye, the one right in the corner. Aye, carcaries mm-hmm. shop. That was right. Yeah. And you got your your halfpenny tray, or and you got that's your right. Sweeties and would you, know you have violins? We did die, but uh, I remember. I remember there used to be a fag machine outside there. That's uh, right. But, but there was, wasn't there? There was a fag mm-hmm. machine. I mean, folk mm-hmm. in number six and the sweet afton and players mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. fags, you know. But then uh, my, oh, my, my my dad did smoke actually. I remember uh, very early on he smoked like a trooper actually. And then one day he put he put, uh, my mum used to have to buy two packets at a time because he apparently would light one off the, the one he was putting out. Uh-huh. And uh, he sat them on top of the telly and she dusted around them for about a year after that. And one day he just picked them up and threw them in the fire and he'd never smoked another. He must have just made a conscious decision and that's it. Uh-huh. Probably when I was born. That uh-huh. probably filled him with pride enough to stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> But I, I was good. It was, it was great times, great fun. I remember, um, oh, a number of things. So, you know something? But when, when I think about the short time that I actually lived there, uh, to listen to me, you'd think I'd lived there until I was twenty-five. You know. Well, I, uh, said, was, I said to you, John, I, I, I was all, I always thought that you were like a, well, a craggy lad, you know. But I didn't, no. I didn't know that you spent your most important years. And well, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know something. Uh, I know it's an old saying that you you can take the boy out of Mewton, but mm. you can't take Mewton out the boy. Mm. Uh, no matter where I've lived, and I've lived all over the place for quite long periods of time, mm. um, every single time I ever went back to Perth, I always went up and drove through Mewton and drove mm. along into the place and looked yeah. up at my bedroom Mindy yeah. uh, or past the, the school that I started in. And, and all my kids knew exactly uh, where, where I was. Yeah. And I'd drive by and say, and we go, yeah, Dad, that's your bedroom. <laughs> <man." laughs> yeah. Can and we I drive around? So, Sorry? You, you left Mutant. Did you go to Craigie when you were seven? Did the family move to Craigie then? Yeah, in 1971. Right. Yeah, so, so I was just eight. Seven or eight. So everybody that we've spoken to has a similar kind of right. attachment to Mutant. Mm. And, and but, but you you were really young when you left, but you almost spent yeah. years there, and it was all you knew for your first seven years. Yeah, yeah. What do you think it is that's helped it stay so sharply and vivid, and and just a place that you yearned, or maybe yearns too strong a word, but you like to 
remembered as fondly as you do. And in a word, in a word, in a word, happiness. Mm. Everything about my time in Mutant was absolutely immersed in happiness. I, I, I don't remember having a bad memory, even when, when injuries and things, but it was just, everyone was nice. Uh, the neighbors were great. Everyone kind of looked out for each other. There was, there was a, a sense of community that I've never experienced again. I mean, e even when I left, uh, I, d I don't even remember leaving Mutant. And the reason for that is because uh, I, I, my dad got injured, uh, got quite a severe injury in the tunnels. Uh, so he was in hospital for a long, long time. His leg got smashed and crushed and he had to shunt it up, put steel plates. He was gone for, I don't know, I felt like he was about a year and a half in hospital. Uh, and he got out uh, and then he, we, it was after that, he decided that, and Patrick was born as well. So mm -hmm. the house was too small. Uh, so then he, he bought this house up in, that was still owned up in Murray Crescent and, and uh, just off the Glasgow Road there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember spending weekends going up and doing it up. And, well, they were doing it up. I was, yeah, I remember having a big hot water urn that they'd use for making coffee and cleaning and this and that big silver urn. Of course, what could I do about it apart from fill up glass bottles until they smashed and spilled <laughs> scalded water all over the floor. <laughs> so I, I, I was usually getting clattered for breaking things and climbing trees and, and, and all that. Because they were trying to get strip wallpaper and get the house together. So, but the day they moved, um, I got sent to school. Mm. I was raging. My sisters never. They all got the day off to help with the flat. And I never realised. I was pretty naive. I didn't even realise we were flitting. I just ah, thought we were yeah. ditching the boot in this house, you know. So I yeah. uh, went to school, just a normal school day, and my, my dad had got a van. I think he borrowed a van from Uncle Jim to do the flit, an old green Bedford thing, for what I remember. And they were going to pick me up outside St John's Church at the Lollipop Man there at the bus stop mm -hmm. after school. So... I toddled up, stood there. The buses came and went. All the school children gone. Even the lollipop man left. Aye, I'm still aye, standing aye. like that. <clears throat> I said, they've left me. I've been abandoned. So then I started remembering. <laughs> I remember we used to drive down Belousy Street till we got to a, a candy stripe awning, which turns out to be that corner shop at uh, Crossfield John Moyers. You know that on the on the corner there, a county place in South Medmore Street, and we turned right there, and it was a fair way up. Then the only other thing I remember was a garden at the corner of the at the corner of the street. So my wee primary three legs just started marching up that road to the point where I thought I was going to leave the city limits, uh, up past the other house, <laughs> and then just and I just turned the corner, and my mum seen me at the kitchen window, and that's when they remembered they'd forgotten all about me. So I never ever. <laughs> <laughs> she turned around and she went, oh, Jesus, Maggie, we've forgotten John. And uh, that was it. My sisters, of course, thought it was hilarious. But, uh, and that was me go home. And uh, so I never, ever got to leave and, and bid farewell to the, to the house in Nesley Place. Aye. I just went to school like a regular day and left. I remember starting school dunks. That Aye. was a laugh. Yeah. Oh, talking about naivety, I, didn't, I, thought, I thought, Chris, we're going to get dressed up for I was busy playing one day. The next minute I'm getting all dressed up on, a, on what I thought was a play day. I said, what, what's going on here? I thought, it's not even a Sunday. Can't be going to Mass. But I never said anything. I remember it was a right drizzly old morning and we're walking down Bullhousy Street. I'm thinking, this is familiar. Must be come some kind of special day at the church, at the chapel or something. So marched in, marched in. Yeah, right all the way down, past Northern District, all the way down. And then we took a sharp right. 
before we got to the church and I'm thinking oh this is new and because that's where we started school I think you, you, you had the Aye, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, right there. So yeah. we started in there, and uh, I was I was actually dumbfounded. I had no <laughs> idea what this was all about. Nobody gave me any warning about this carry on the school. But I remember sitting going into class, and you had your name, oh, very high tech. Your name was on a bit of paper under a bit of sellotape stuck to your desk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> went and sat down, sitting next to Patrick Ward of all people. Patrick lives in America now. He's retired actually, mm. and. Uh, Great lad, and uh, but I remember Bobby Brayton, and he just lived next door uh, to the Brennans, you know, that's right opposite the Northern District. Yeah. And uh, he went mental. He wasn't having it. Yeah. He he escaped about three times. The minute the minute the door got closed and his mum left, he just he was not having it. And mm-hmm. he bolted back up the road, and his mum would bring him back then, two or three times, uh, but. Uh, that was hilarious. Was, there was a few casualties that day. And mm. We had nuns teaching as well. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. that was that was hardcore. They they were brutal. One in particular, a sister Frances. Oh my goodness, what a woman that was. That was you seen any, had you come across nuns before that? Like at church? Well, I'd, 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 I'd kind of seen them, and now and, now and again they. Hold on, there's the guard dogs looking after the roads. <laughs> tampering with the roads. <laughs> and uh, and um, aye, they, they would come, the, the, the priest and the, the nuns now would come around Murton and, and visit the, the Catholic aye. families on different yeah. days. And mm-hmm. that was torture as well. Mm-hmm. Christ, oh, mate. you had to be in your P's and Q's for that day. Yeah, we're sitting there. Like, only talks about that. We're eh? sitting there, aye. Aye, <laughs> taking the biscuits. Like, Taking out biscuits and treats that you'd never seen before. There's a secret cupboard in there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, they they were hardcore at school. It was pretty. pretty some of them were uh, some of them were uh, brutal to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't teaching. It was just uh, belittling and getting getting hit yeah. for no yeah. apparent reason. But yeah. uh, I remember playing that the, the toilets were outside there as well and. The bike sheds were, uh, well, the, the big shed, it was a bike shed, they just wooden slats, kind of wooden slats, about maybe three inches apart, just put the wheel of your bike, know that there was any bikes in it, but it was a bike shed nonetheless, I don't know what they were for, because nobody had a bike there, and uh, until one day we were playing British Bulldogs, or whatever, we were playing inside the, the shed, and I jumped, and uh, we, all, we all jumped and fell into uh, Mike McLean, he was in our class, and his knee shot straight through between the slats, but couldn't get it back out again. <laughs> and the bell went, oh, drama. Well, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm banging it now. I'm going to get killed. Sister Frances is going to beat me to death. Oh, Jesus. And we're, we're all pulling on Mike. And he, the, poor bug, the poor bugger was in agony, absolute agony, till it took the skin clean off both sides of his knee. Well, actual fact, we had to go in, and he was still out, stuck in the thing. Hmm. And then... Of course, the roll call, and they signed a mic, and he was outside. And well, he got grilled to say who done it. Not a cheap out of him. Not a cheap out of him. And uh, I was just waiting for him to say, "John, they jumped on my back." And, <laughs> but he never. He just took it on the chin. But uh, oh, there was a million things like that, filling up paper bags full of water and throwing them over the fence. Until one day, I was desperately unlucky when it came to things like that. I don't know why. Ah, again, again, well, then things that I knew that I, that I could have got caught for, I got away with quite a bit as well, though. Uh, and I uh, threw a brown paper bag over the fence. I don't know if I was throwing it at somebody or if I just threw it. 
and it splattered right across the windscreen of a vehicle, a car that swerved across the road and nearly caused a massive crash. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> I'm just just waiting for somebody to go and tell the nuns and I've got another get sent to hell, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I managed to survive that. I, and even at school, you know, the you know, because my, my dad was in hospital for so long and we were on the you know the free dinners, you had to come get your free dinner ticket and all that. My yeah. sister Anne hated that. My sister Anne would rather starve than go up and oh, get yeah. a free dinner yeah. ticket, but yeah. didn't really bother me because half the class was half the class was like that, you know. Yeah. And then you get your free milk. Yep. Free milk and all that. But your parents would sometimes they used to collect for the black babies. And I'd go that and everybody wanted to take in a hate or something, so you'd hate something because that, that was part of you done your roll call and there was a wee and I think back, and these are right collectors, I, mean, I believe it or not. They had a gollywog, yeah, yeah. a metal cast iron gollywog sat on the front of the desk and with its hand out like that. Yeah. And you'd go up, and, and this was this, this is how they would encourage you. Uh, to collect for the black babies in Africa, and you'd put in this hitney and then twist its ear, and it would swallow the, the hitney, you know. <laughs> Sounds familiar, actually. Aye, aye, yeah. there's, there, there, you, you, I've looked online, and they go for incredible money. Aye, uh, aye. Crazy yeah. collectors, I know, but yeah. things like that. No, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I remember the, the school sports. We were down the inch, and... Uh, and uh, I had to laugh at Arthur going on about getting hit by a green car and had a, uh, he's had a hatred of everything green ever since. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and anyone that knows Arthur will know why. <laughs> right. but, but I've got a similar issue. <laughs> we, were, we were doing the three-legged race at school sports, primary three, and I was teamed up with James Irvin. And we were doing well, we were going to win it. And everybody's falling about and falling about. So... Jake decided it would be a good laugh if we fell as well. So I was fully, I was heading for the finish line. We were mm -hmm. taking the trophy here, you know. And if, if whatever happened, down we went, and my arm got snapped across my back and broke my shoulder blade. Oh. And the only thing that was going through my head, well, we got taken, there used to be a, a, a children's or a clinic uh, where, what's that, what's that place now called? Sportsters, where the Sportsters is. Ah, club. Yeah, bar, bar. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was careers. Well, it used to be. It was a careers office. I used to be a. <clears throat> I used to be a kind of hospital of sorts, uh, uh, but there was a, definitely a clinic and a medical centre in there. So I got. I ended up being picked up and get taken down there, uh, but they couldn't. They, they couldn't set it or do it whatever they had to do without cutting my t-shirt off, and I was gutted because my mum had saved up and probably worked her nuts off just to save as much as you could to buy me a nice new uh, polo top sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, which was striped in three different shades of blue uh, and i've had the same kind of hatred for blue ever since <laughs> because because they had to cut it off uh, right, right up the middle uh, i could just see my mum's face just dropping you know but, uh, I think at the time that was probably the least of it worries Aye. coming up to the inch another time um this very finger, I don't know if you can see that. Can you see where's that camera? See that, oh, see that, yeah. that finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the children call that my bum finger. Folk that are listening that can't see it, the, the end of my, my index finger in my left hand looks like a, a wee mini bum. Uh, and it happened when we were playing down the inch. It was a beautiful, hazy summer afternoon. Uh, me and my three sisters were down the inch playing. In fact, I don't know if Anne was there, but Grace and Sheila were definitely there. I think Anne was there as well. I don't know what we're doing, just mucking about, beautiful sunny day, wandering mm -hmm. about the inch. 
uh, probably looking at the river and throwing stones in it or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're coming back up along uh, the Muirton Bank along there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the houses that face the, the inch and then the, the other yep. little uh, yep. bungalows along the other side. Yeah. And uh, of course, me, that's probably the start of my OCD, but uh, mm -hmm. I was going along uh, closing all the garden gates because you'd wrought iron gates and all those wee bungalows. Mm -hmm. And the very last one, I remember it was, a, it was like a crimson coloured gate. <laughs> and it was sticking a wee bit, the gravel path, and it was sticking a wee bit. Oh. And my wee hand was in, in the latch, little unbeknownst to me. And, and those gates were pretty heavy, but yeah, when it swung, it came down like a guillotine and, yeah. and my finger, and I pulled my finger out and the blood was flying out there. Of course, my sister grabbed it and it's all coming through her fingers and a bit of hysterics going on. And we got back in because there's no phones or nothing. So, but we weren't far to, to, to the house. So along, mm -hmm. to, along to the house, my dad was home fortunately and he, he just kind of like God, what, what a hassle you know <laughs> he got me in the van i remember him he says put that on it and it was the dirtiest oiliest old rag you ever seen in your life <laughs> go and wrap it up but they went blood all over the van <laughs> but uh, up to the hospital and uh, i remember the 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 doctor or whoever it was sent my dad oh that's a nasty one he says um eh, I think it would be best if you just take it off up to that first knuckle. And my dad <laughs> said, I think it would be best if you just stitch up what's there and we'll take our chances with the first knuckle. How's that? <laughs> and that's exactly what he done. You know, Absolutely. That was another traumatic. Quite a few traumatic things happened up there. I remember uh, playing at the back, you know, back to back with Sykes and, and Colin yeah. Stewart and, yeah. and Hilly and that. And we'd often play it a bit there because they just did the old wooden posts with the, with the wire. That's right. We were talking about this. The, the, the gardens were split before they put in the mesh fence in, which was about four, maybe four foot high. It was just your little wooden mm. posts. Your little uh, wooden posts with, with, I think it was three strands of wire. Yeah. And uh, you would just step a foot apart. Yeah, you just step through it. Yeah. And, uh, or you used to play on it because if you if you had somebody three or four bays up and you were jumping up and down on the top wire, they'd be springing up and up in the air at the other end. It was, it was, it was quite a good laugh at times. Uh, you know? Anyway, we were doing something similar to that. We're just playing a, a bit over on, on the other side for, for our garden and up a few houses up. I actually went to a big a big wedge at the end uh, before you went to the back. It was at the took you to the back of the shops, really. You know what I mean? Or wee carpet shop. Mm -hmm. And we were playing, and my wee sister Pauline, Chris, she could only have been. She, well, she's three years younger than me because she could only have been about four or five, and she mm. would all, she'd be hanging about with me. And because uh, that's the way it was, kind of you know, the, the the older sibling would kind of look after the next one that was born, and then that one would look after the next one. Grace, thank God, was the one that looked after me, mm. and then Pauline came along, and unfortunately for her, I was mm. the one looking after her. So, <laughs> and then she, we were all messing about on the on the on the wire like that, you know, and she slipped, and she slashed her wrist right across there. Mm. on this rusty old wire. Mm. Well, I've never seen so much blood. So I grabbed her wrist like that and we got her over the fence and Sykes and I were there and we were up, up to the back door and Granny Morn had locked the door. Ah, see. Because it used, used to piss her off. Ah. <laughs> running in and out of the clothes. Hated so she'd snip the door to the inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm banging on it. I'm shouting up at the kitchen windy and the back step, the back concrete step was just at this point covered in blood. Absolutely ah. covered. The blood was just pouring out her arm uh, like like she'd had her hand cut off so to jump over run through Davy's clothes and back round to open the door uh, and then it wasn't easy you know to, to try to if my dad was there to run out the phone box and 
yeah. you know, it, it was it was amazing that folk would just get out the phone box, you know, yeah. <laughs> mid call. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. An ambulance. You just got, it was just an, an unwritten yeah. rule, eh? Nah, they just got out. It didn't matter. And there's always people waiting, you know, at the, at the phone box. And mm. anyway, uh, we, we got her off to hospital, and she had to get a lot of blood put back in her and got her, her stitched up, and she survived. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that's probably one of the scaredest times I've ever had. I thought she was a goner. I'd never seen so much blood. It was astonishing. I mind, um, so we stood at the top and um, the milk would get delivered in the crate at the bottom of the close. Your mum would send you, go and get the milk, tie your laces. Every every time, you know, tie your laces. uh, I'd be away getting the milk. Well, tie your laces this morning, just before school. Go and get the milk, tie your laces. We doing this, get the bottom of the close, middle landing, fucking trip or laces. So, so smash. <laughs> so, 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 a scar there, so a scar here, and my pinky was kind of hanging, not hanging off, but it was, you know. So, oh, into the crate of milk? No, into my crate. milk. I, I'd had the two bottles of milk. I, oh, I, you had the bottles in your hand? Oh. With the bottle in my hand yeah. and and was in middle landing, tripped over my lace, smashed this bottle on my left, and uh, but a scar there. Scar, huh? See the scar there, and there's a scar on my pinky there, you know. But I can told you to tie your laces, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wrap How it did up. that happen? I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Thanks to Dave, you could tie your laces. <laughs> uh, Dave, you saved me for that injury. I was saying to Dave there this morning, I, I wish I'd said that I was speaking to you, man. That's just that's, uh, that's cloudy. Um, but it was really Dave and Jeanette was the first, <laughs> when Barney and I first started this, um, I don't know if you've listened to that one. It's the, the I did, I. I listened to it. It was great. When we did the walk and talk kind yeah, of thing, yeah. it was you hear Dave and Jeanette yeah. in their garden. Dave was cleaning the car. Jeanette was just sitting watching them. And, uh, <laughs> and um, ah, they're, they're, they're a great couple. Dave, Dave's ah, a great guy. Ah, I, I ah. had so much great time. And we went all through school together as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so Dave, Dave's a terrific guy. Mm-hmm. He's done really well as well. He went away and joined the army and everything, didn't he? Dave. Right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, he's, so. um, yeah, I think he's um site agent down at. Um, <coughs> St. Ninian's Chapel, that's all getting converted to now. Uh, um, YMCA's bought that and they're turning it in, they're converting into properties, into flats, and, and, and it's going to be like a drop in. Um, yeah. Massive, massive. We're spending. Is that across, across for the career? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all time. Well, so, so, so they're spending a fortune on it. So, and I think Dave's a site agent in there, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Nah, he was. Um, it was him and Jeanette that kind of started it off. Right. So it was after that. I always mention this because when we talk about them, it's kind of um, Dave's auntie was my granny. And they lived was in, that right? I lived in Gowns Terrace. So well, 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 small world. Well, it was my auntie Margaret that when she heard that, she's like, "He's ah. you related mm-hmm. to the to, to Dave." Wow, roundabout way. So that became a wee bit uh, thing with mm. the first two or three episodes. Mm. Eh? Ah, you were related to everybody. Lots of folk just different reconnect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the other thing about um, meeting folk and listening to stories is just the amount of different connections and how it's all interlinked. 
through the scheme uh, of the community and, and the different families. Well, that was it, and, you know, and there was quite a lot of immigrants there. Remember, there was Polish, mm -hmm. uh, Polish, Italians, Irish, mm -hmm. uh, and, and of course all the, the Scottish. And, and there was never, a, there was never, a, there was never any uh, divide or any discrimination or any of that. You know, I remember. I mean, there was lovely wee picket fences. Everyone took very good care. The gardens were lovely. Yeah, you know, I remember. Uh, I remember Freddie the painter. You ever yeah. hear about Freddie the painter? Yeah, Freddie the painter needed to come round. I mean, what a job he had! It was like painting the fourth road bridge, you know. But they never just painted the windows; they they, they burnt all the paint off them. Mm. You know, just there was him and I think one or two other boys up ladders, and they'd be at the window. Cup of tea, Freddie. He must have drank more tea than anybody else in Britain. Yeah, because everywhere he went, it was then burning the paint off. Then he'd be back painting windows, all these sashing case windows. Ah. and it felt it was like they were there, like a, a non-going process constantly. The, the windows been dark green. It's like a, a dark green paint color. Yeah, because uh, I think all the doors now been dark green. I can I, I can only remember them being white. So I don't know. Wonder when that was actually yeah. when they changed from because you see photos when they're dark green, but yourself can remember. But I imagine, imagine doing that as a job, eh? That I mean that that, uh, that was like, he, he seemed like the happiest man in the world. Yeah, man. Never, it, not, no stress. There was never. Yeah. It, you know, they probably had little or no uh, schedule pressure to get mm -hmm. done by any given point. Yeah. You know, they just you know, they just enough a, a good day's work every day. Yeah, but they did. You, they never, they never seem to fault or halt her for a minute, you know. They just got, they got into it and got stuck into it and got it mm. done, mm. you know. Messing about, where else? What about the Pow Camp, the 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 the, the right. old gypsy camp over at Inveramond? That was another one we used to creep along like Indians and go through the grass and yeah, yeah, we look, <laughs> see what was going on. And Aye. if somebody glanced your way, you were petrified you'd been spotted and you pulled back, back to the safety of Mutant. Stolen and never seen again. <laughs> they had, they, that was a proper camp where they had like, you know, kind of kind of sheds and shelters fashioned out of corrugated iron. Some of them were like teepees as well, but yeah. with canvas and fires all going and I can't you know, even, wagons and I, I horses remember. and all that. Remember folk talking about yeah. it, but I can't actually yeah. remember it myself. Yeah, no. I was, uh, <clears throat> and then, of course, the, when they started doing all the thinking about roadworks and bits and pieces all around there, and north, of course, North Merton, yeah, uh, that's when they all got all got uh, moved on, and they got told they had to had to bail. Yeah. You know. But don't get me wrong, there was never any hassle, there was never any bother or any any uh, any any aggro going on ever. Yeah. That I can never remember. Yeah, no, no, it was good. It was just a, it was a proper adventure, seeing how close you could get, or how brave you were to go Aye. through the field. Or through, well, the whole the whole of North Mayor was a field, uh, and you'd work your way through it, and then creep through and and uh, see see if you could get close enough. But uh, it, was, it was funny. I remember cycling down there with fiddles. Um, I don't know, eight or nine or something. And the, the farmhouse was still was still. Um, so North Mayor was was. Well, built, half built, but I think over near Araran Road was, was that where the farmhouse was? Was the old farmhouse in there? Because I right, remember right. fucking about in this farmhouse, you know. But but the rest of the scheme was more or less complete, I think. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. But then the old the old Merton, it was it was just so much fun. You know, things that you got up to. You know, I mean, nowadays you'd go, you'd go bananas. I mean, I've lost count of the amount of times I was found up to my waist in a condi. 
looking for something <laughs> that went down the drain, you know, <laughs> raking about in the bottom of the conti because uh -huh. a, a, a marry, a marble had went down. Uh, your uh, favourite uh, marble uh, you had uh, to retrieve at all costs. Yeah. A Davy or somebody who had known at your ankles fell. Uh, well, I trust you putting your mates. See, nowadays uh, you become like that. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, folk getting married was a good end and all, you know, when you'd got a scramble. Aye. And they'd chuck, they'd chuck a handful of pennies and coins at the, at the windy. And then that was that was like murder ball. That, that was, was like survival. survival at the fittest. I wasn't very good at that. I was always getting I'm kicked sure. and stood on. I'd be yeah. shite at it too. Yeah. There's folk and elbowing kids in the face oh. and their parents <laughs> egging them on and that, you know. <laughs> Aye, absolutely. There was a source of a few vendettas that those scrambles. They had a lot yeah, to answer for. I don't think I ever got anything, you know, a bar, bar, a, a punch in the nose. Uh, black eye. <laughs> in the nose. You know, uh, I, think that's 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 enough for me. I think that was enough uh, for me. <laughs> I'm not going back to Yeah. But other things like the washes. When did, you know, your, your mum, or even, even the folk in your close had so much pride. I remember, you know, you had, you had your turn in the close. I remember mum out. On her hands and knees, scrubbing the clothes from the top to bottom because it was her mm. turn right from the top landing to the front door. And the, yeah. and the clothes was immaculate. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I like clams about, yeah? yeah, we liked, we, it's amazing that it's polished concrete, wasn't it? Aye, stone, aye. it looked like stone though. It was like, aye, you know, aye. it, looked, it had, a, the, had a color and a sheen to it. It did, all the, all the, it, was, it was polished concrete. So all, all, the, all the gravel and an aggregate in the concrete was mm. was polished up, so you could see all the different colours in the in the stone. Amazing. And and my mum would do it, and she'd take her, her bucket of water and a scrubbing brush on her hands and knees, and and scrub yeah. that close from the very top to the very lip of the front doorstep. You know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was her her week to do it. You know, aye, yeah. But everybody did though. Everybody yeah, else was doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then 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 of course you'd the washing, which is pretty much all hand washing, the mm -hmm. washing machine. The and, ringers, uh, uh, the ringers, the mangle, the mangle, and the big deep sink. That was that was my bath. That big deep sink. I mean, and all. <laughs> and I couldn't help myself but stick my fingers in that fucking mangle for time to time. And I, I never ever learned my lesson. My lesson, or my mum would be ringing a sheet through the mangle, and I'd be getting, I'd be falling the sheet in my hand. Yeah, that's definitely yelping, going yeah. through the roof. <laughs> but and then and then going down to the washers. You should go to the washers, maybe. I don't know, it felt like once a month or maybe even less than that. But I mean, the, the big navy blue boat pram, big massive pram with the big springs, like car springs on it. And uh, that would get filled up with all the washing and, uh, oh, yeah. and I'd go there and we walked down. But the washes was another playground because everybody was there. Loved it. And it was all like we half was with like corrugated sheeting and yeah. these big massive uh, machines and all that. And it, it felt like you were in a, in a, I don't know, some kind of factory and yeah, everyone yeah. was there. Everyone fit in town, the place was packed and you're Absolutely. in there and all the kids running about playing and hiding yeah. and messing about. It was great. So that, that we're talking about the same place, which is um, just off Canal Street. Ah, where the Canoe Club. The canoe yes. Club used to be. Ah, the Oak Club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where that car park was, that was the, the washers. Ah, there's no wee documentary. <sighs> so we documentary maybe should look for, John. Um, I'll um, share it. It was STV, I think. It was, it was during the time it was getting... Um, flagged up to be closed by the council. Aye. I guess it was a sign Bro of the times. Brilliant wee documentary, uh, yeah. and it's filmed. It's black and white, and it's filmed in the washes. Well, I must uh, check it out. Mm, yeah. There's a few, there's a few so, women that are getting interviewed on it as well, which I don't know if anybody's identified them. Aye. I can't mind, but I'll, I'll send you. I, I think. Aye, I'm, it was good. Quick. 
Like even, even when you did uh, one of my favorite places was the old post office on the corner of the high street uh-huh. and uh and canoe street or scott mm-hmm. street mm-hmm. Not corner. Where is, is it not a costa coffee place or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking not, not beautiful oh, what, a be- what a beautiful building yeah what a beautiful ornate building but yeah. it had the, excuse me it had the shiniest floor in the whole of Britain, I reckon, because mm-hmm. you know, there's all these beautiful, ornate, old-fashioned teller windies and all that, and it was more like a bank than a post office. But yeah. the floor, the floor was po- polished beyond belief, yeah. and you could, if you ran hard enough, you could virtually slide on your knees the entire mm-hmm. length of it. It was good. Hold on a second, boys. I'm just going to go and grab. I think this uh, battery's a wee bit low. I'm just going to grab my charger and plug it all in. Right. All right. I'll have take five here, a cup of tea, David. You've got to do I'll be right back. A <laughs> word <laughs> from our sponsor. Hey, what's up, John? Where were we? Right, Freddie the painter. Gabby Oswald. We're well. we the washhouse. I remember um, going down there briefly, so I don't know when that was closed, but I remember in the laundrette um, at the top of um, Edwin Street. And flooding the whole fucking place because <laughs> I opened up my mum had the washing and I opened up that obviously there was near locking it or anything. Just, and a latch. just yeah. I just yeah. opened it fucking soaked and flooded the whole fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think I got a scalp for I that. Used to, I used to get sent in there on a Sunday morning with the, the bag of washing, and I would get money for the washing machine, the powder, mm. and the dryer. Mm. And I would I was figure out right how what can I know use so much of, you mm, know? Mm. Two turns in the dryer or two two cups of soap. So I could go across to much and upcuts the shop across the road mm. and get myself a sweetie or something mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I always came in with damp washing. I remember like we were talking briefly spoke about yesterday, your your mum and your parents always been no your the parents not no take that back, your mum always seemed to be up, you know, always had the fire roaring in the morning when you got up. But I remember that bedroom of mine, it was in the middle room and, you know, it, it was like, we never had carpets. We had, we had like big rugs, the floors were lino mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the bedrooms were lino. Yeah. I never had any rug, it was only a, a, like a rug in the living room, but, and the rug wasn't wall to wall either. It was just like a big rug in the middle of the floor. There was about a meter all the way around the edges. It was yeah. the bare lino. In fact, I used to have to kneel next to my dad's armchair. Uh, if I wasn't being the human remote control, thank, <laughs> God we only, thank Christ we only had three channels. The, the, the telly used to sound like a cement mixer when you press the channel. You'd take a stand there and he'd wait till you walked away and then he would say, right, change it. And you had to go back again. So that used to aggravate the life in me. But I used to have to, I used to, have to kneel next to his uh, armchair to read the school books like chicken licking and all that kind of crack. Aye. And if I made a mistake more too often, I had to go and kneel on the lino at the windy like that, and everybody out playing could see me <laughs> at the windy. <laughs> and, and I wasn't allowed to sit back on my heels and my hunkers or nothing. I had to bolt up right like that, like you know? <laughs> until I learned my lesson. You know what I mean? Oh, Christ, it was hellish. You know, the folk would be like, you coming out, you coming out. I'm like, ah. <laughs> 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 I just I just had Norrie McLeod on the phone uh, here in Sydney just before you just came on. 
Ah, and he was telling me he was just came off the golf course. He says, I was playing with these boys, and the boy says to me, he says, come on, boys, it's quiet. I want I want to hit a, a great drive here because my wife's in the clubhouse. And they went, oh, I wouldn't know we daft. You'll never hit it for here. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is on the phone every, every other day. What a laugh he is. Aye. He's just hilarious. Yeah. He's yeah. a he's a he's an absolute fabulous friend. A great we've been friends it feels like forever. Aye. Uh, but I we keep in touch every day. And he's it's great. In Sydney. He's in Sydney, aye. He's over in Sydney. And my daughter Megan lives in Sydney. Uh, and mother uh, Pauline, my Pauline and Joe and Max are all here. Mm -hmm. uh, but Megan uh, works for a company, so she moved over to Sydney a couple of years ago. So mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, in fact, what day is it? Oh, it's her birthday on Monday. She'll be 27 on Monday. Mother, daughter, Pauline just turned 30 donks. Imagine having a 30 year old child. I know, it's crazy. What does that make me? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy it's, just like that it just just goes Aye. like that yeah it's mad and, and that's what I try, that's what i try to say to them and, and you know you get you get that look and and the, the good thing was i said to them uh, when they were children you know and all along uh, you know i so said just because this is where we're at now doesn't mean to say that that's where you're at you know the world's a, a, a beautiful massive place and uh, for me it's your duty to explore if that's what you want to do explore as much as, as you want you know and and they have you know because uh, you all know Barney but uh, three of my my three oldest children were all born in Berlin because right. I've moved to Berlin when the wall came down and uh, met my wife Anetta uh, the very first night I arrived in an Irish pub of all places imagine that Tonks yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> but the first place I went looking for directions the gravity yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'll go in there <laughs> And uh, that was, Chris, that was 31 years ago. And uh, yeah, so then we moved. My mother got Alzheimer's, unfortunately, and my dad passed away really very suddenly, and he was looking after my mum. I never remember my dad ever being sick a day in his life, and then he got cancer. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it was something to do with working in the tunnels with damp gel ignite, and there was no yep. safety, there was nothing. They were all handling dynamite yep. and stuff yep. that was being absorbed into their skin and all that yep. you know so uh, and he deteriorated rapidly in a matter of three months or so and he was away mm -hmm. uh, right out of the blue so we came back in 2000 uh, to look after my mother uh, and she hung in for a bit she was ended up going to go into a home and she lived survived for about another eight years after that and uh, yeah it was a uh, it was so the, the children were used to be up sticks and moved back from germany and then when we decided to come out here, um, I, I got visas for all of them. It took a long time. It took uh, nearly three and a half years to get that uh, through. Uh, and now they're all here. And yeah. uh, But they all they all know about the weird. They know the, the Bilhousie school that we started in. And uh, and I, I used to, even when I was that small, I knew they were building the um, St. Columbus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I was, and, and I'd even thought then about how handy is that going to be? Mm -hmm. living right next to school mm -hmm. and then we moved to the opposite end of the city <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have got any further away if i tried i know i know but, but then the, the funny thing is that i wanted to, to talk about briefly uh, in the sense of community when i moved uh, to craigie that vanished i've never had that feeling ever again mm -hmm. ever yeah because there was no streets uh there was no closes that's that's until my batteries they're getting low and um and everyone, everyone was right fragmented. And a lot of people that I knew, like uh, the O'Donnells and the Dugans and Hoosty and yeah, the Conahans and all that, that had all moved up into Craigie, 
we all and we part of it together, but we were also far, we were a fair distance apart, and it did, just didn't have that community feel. You know, you, you weren't walking past every door and knowing who was there and folk <laughs> shouting at the window and folk playing in the street and the playing in the street thing was gone forever. That, yeah. that vanished the day yeah. we moved. So there was, there was none of that anymore. So that that was quite sad. I remember we used to go and visit uh, my cousins that lived up in Craigie. Of course, that was we, we just referred to it as the poshes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a close; it was just the ah, poshes. You know? Yeah. And um, but yeah, that 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 kind of changed for me. Uh, we still had our friendships and uh, that we had and still have to this day. Yeah. But the, but the community feel vanished. Yeah. I think this day. is it. I think I think this is it, though, John. Mm. You you you've you've explained that really eloquently, and um and and. That's the emotional attachment. It's because we were living on top of each other, so close. I mean, we talk about um, Barney's the the brains in, in this operation <laughs> with the, the museum archives and all that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that we've we've uncovered about, you know, why why these schemes were built and um, it was all the day we cleared new slums, houses all over Britain, um, and 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 there was a building program. For the government that went on to to build these houses and then um, so mutant and, and hunters are very quite similar aren't they in in, in regards yeah, to yeah, the yeah, yeah. it's a small it's a small footprint actually for the amount of people yeah. that were living in there yeah. in that in that area it's a small footprint so you're really you're right living in closes right on top of each other that's your community that's that that was the 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 foundation of your community just organically grew from that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Doug. And 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 also, uh, there was there was no class system. Everyone hmm. was in the same boat. Everybody. Everyone everyone had their trials and tribulations. Some huh. were a little bit better off than others, but they all had their cross to bear. You know, huh. I mean, there was there was yep. people that had uh, lost their husbands, whether in in accidents in the mines yep. or uh, in the tunnels and all that, and uh, other tragedies for others that just uh, you know died too early or whatever and but the, the people were, were, were they all had their cross to bear but everyone felt they were in the same boat you you, you well, there was no sense of having to keep up the joneses because absolutely. we were all we were all the same absolutely I mean? so we've mentioned it a couple of times it's paul heaton that says uh, a paul heaton yeah. for beautiful south he says there's an equality and poverty you know yeah yeah absolutely quality and poverty is also the the lifestyles that everybody had were very, very similar. You know, the places they went to work, the, the Bairns maybe went to a Catholic school or a, a non-Catholic school, but they stayed in the same clothes, the same streets together. So there wasn't any, apart from spending the day apart at school, no, they were together other sides yeah, of that. And, during the holidays, there was, weekends, there, was no, there, there was a beautiful innocence about that, you know, where mm -hmm. uh, it, it never, not only did it no matter, it never crossed your mind. No, absolutely. Yeah, for a split second, That's why it was so happy. Yeah. Never crossed yeah. my mind for a second, you know? Yeah. And then, and then when, when, when tragedy did strike and and somebody <clears throat> passed away or whatever, the, the outpour and the grief and support in the, in the neighbourhood was second to none. You know, I admit, everyone would come out to the end of the, the path and stand at the edge of the street. You know, if a hearse had come up or or if whatever had happened, it wasn't long. It went round, it went round like wildfire. Mm -hmm. that such and such had passed right. away, and and so on and so forth. And everyone was round doing what they could. And they never had much, but they'd be over to the house taking over sandwiches or or glass to tea or yeah. Yeah. or whatever. 
yeah. Or, or just lend a hand in, in any way they could. Yeah. You know. So yeah. and and like I say, uh, that that sense of community, I've I've never ever felt uh, ever since. Yeah. Ever since. That's amazing. That, 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 that was gone forever. Yeah. Hence Perfect. probably the reason why I head back up there uh, every time I come back to mm. Perth. Mm. Uh, and, and I found it quite sad to see uh, it getting ripped down and, mm. and, and building all these new colourful looking mm. uh, houses that they've got there now. And, 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 it's, and it was quite tricky trying to establish where you were. I, mm. I was kind of envisaging, and, and you, you described it really well, when you, that first one, when you were walking around trying to figure out where okay. this road used to be and where that road used to be. Yeah. I find it pretty comp complicated myself, you know, and... and mm. uh, which is a shame, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't have minded if they'd kept the same road structure and just built the houses. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that would have been a lot better. You know, that yeah. would have suited me down to the ground, you know. I think but, I think yeah. I think we've worked to Ainsley Place, the 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 the, the original footprint of the street for Malvina right down to Carnegie and 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 Dunkeld. and beyond to the back of Dunkeld Road. It's more or less we stand at the top of Malvina, where Malvina was. You can more or less see with these new houses. You can more or less see that that's that right. There's a straight yeah, right all yeah, the way down, and yeah. that that must be the original um, yeah. uh, layout of the road. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. It was. So it was next it time, was a really... make sure that you you have a pop up there next time you're well over November if you get if you get time. Well, no, yeah. I, I, I can never I can never be in Perth and not and not do it. Mm -hmm. I just can't yeah. help myself. I'll always take a swerve through. It's one of the first things I do. Mm -hmm. Just take a swerve up to Merton and reminisce yeah. a little bit and remember yeah. uh, such happy times and yeah, having fun and and yeah. uh, just that sense of community. Uh, it, was, it was just it was just great great times and, and a great place. In actual fact, uh, and and a, a very a deep sense of pride. I took great delight in to telling people uh, I was in Merton. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Where are you from? Merton. Even lived in Craigie. Aye. Yeah, is it? Well, well, I live in Craigie, but I'm I'm yeah. from Newton. Yeah, absolutely, uh, I'm the same. My sister Anne, my sister Anne, on the other hand, took great delight in making out she was from Cherry Bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I says we're not from Cherry Bank. I said Cherry Bank doesn't start till the other side of the Glasgow Road for a start. And we're not in Cherry Bank. <laughs> we're in Craigie, and apart from that, we're from Newton. We are not. We're from Craigie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, see, when you were um, a bit older and you were going to St. Columbus, aye, you must have. I don't know if you got the bus down or walked down or whatever it was, but how, how did that feel? Because you were obviously walking through your old neighbourhood every day. I, aye, I, 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 like I say, I, I remember being even so small and and really looking forward, and I thought about it often. Why could we not just stay where we were? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd be able to be. I'd be. I'd be home in two minutes. Mm -hmm. It would just be across the road and bingo, I'm home. And now I'm at the other opposite end of the town. It was strange, but I also, also I felt kind of, I always felt like I belonged there. A lot of mm -hmm. people were quite scared of Mutant. You know, mm -hmm. the, the kids that had never ever been anywhere near Mutant had, they, yep. they had this had this horrific uh, yep. reputation. Oh, you don't want to be hanging oh, about up there too sad. long. Yeah. You know? And I'm thinking, what's the matter with them? Yeah. I felt as, as, as home as I ever could. Yeah. You know? Felt and felt welcome and safe, and that 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 aye, must be a bit of, a bit of um, kudos in in the amount of mums that were picking folk up at the school for fear of them standing up just because they had stand at the bus stop uh, at the uh, there at the end of the place there at the bus uh, stop. Uh, yeah. 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 
I, absolutely. No, I, felt, I felt right at home and, and to this day. It was yeah. never phased me in the slightest. Mm. But yeah, it was it was a great, great time. So um I think it's amazing yeah. the seven years of, of your, your your first seven years, the attachment that you got for it and the memories that you you, you can still recall and mm-hmm. tell so vividly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well it, it, it was well you know they are your informative years and uh, i remember you know i often think when, when do you start remembering stuff i mean i, I feel like i started remembering stuff anywhere up between three and four year old mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know like when david taught me how to tie my laces for the, for the final time and mm-hmm. uh, run about the street my sister getting injured mm-hmm. ripping, nearly ripping my finger off uh, and start schools. Happy, <laughs> happy days. That's the start of school was traumatic. That that blew my mind. When I went home that night, I was raging with my mum. Yeah. I said, you know, how come you never told me about that? Because if I told you, you'd just be worried. So you're fine. Go on, man. Tough enough. I think my things you used to get, yeah. things you used to eat, things you used to get to eat for a treat, a piece and sugar. Aye. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I hope he's not oh, just lost his power. Uh, Hopefully, he'll come back. Uh, uh, how would how would he do that? Would he? If he's got oh, a he's phone, messenger on his he on the same, the same thing. <clears throat> <clears throat> Peace and sugar, which now just sounds vile, doesn't it? This does this sound like at all? I could do a piece and sauce. I reckon. Does anybody have piece and sauce, brown sauce, or tomato sauce? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't do that neither. No, I could, but I couldn't do a piece of sugar now. Oh no, that just wouldn't be right. No, no, the cheap margarine. Oh, <laughs> how we used to live, man. Margarine. I'll just wait and John. Hopefully, rejoining us. Yeah, I'm just sending him a message there so he can, if he's, he can just click that same link yeah, on, 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 his, uh, on his phone. Eh? <laughs> mm. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. He ah. should just come up as a yeah. guest. That's good. It's almost no need to edit. Yeah, no, I don't think so. A couple of, maybe, in fact, I can't again, really. A couple of gaps, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just going And if he's okay, put the video it. Yeah. Because you can listen to it or watch it. Yeah. What have you, have you got there? Just quick fire questions. Hi. Just half shite. <sighs> yeah. Here we go. Hey, <laughs> back with a vengeance. Sorry, sorry about that. I knew I knew the battery was going to go eventually. But, uh, uh, yeah. I'll wait a minute. I'll just uh, I'll just slip my phone in. This has got yeah, some man, music. Absolutely. There we go. How's that? You seem all right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. much better than before. That's clearer. Yeah. Uh, Aye, a piece, a piece of sugar. We were just saying I oh, couldn't. Uh, you couldn't do that now, you know. But I piece, piece and tomato sauce. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, said, I could do a piece of sauce now. I couldn't do a piece of sugar now. Uh, oh no. No, no. I remember no, no. I remember me and my sister going in and going into the kitchen and uh, man, it must have been sugar overload, but it was sh- piece piece of sh- margarine, sugar, there was syrup in the lava, oh. there was treacle, 
I don't know if it was jam or anything, but we made you know, it's big fucking slab. Brutal. In for the sweet treat, you know. Then the tatties. We never even touched on the tatties. No. I was shocked to the berries. I couldn't do the berries. I never had discipline for berries. Too much fucking about to be done. And there was nobody, nobody keeping, your, keeping their foot on your neck at the berries. Yes. So the tatties, on the other hand, there was no escape. Uh-huh. You know, for the first in the morning, watching the man pace oh. the size of the bit. And you were nearly greeting when if you got anywhere near 20 paces, you were like, oh, gee. I know. But the money was great. Money, money was, was brilliant. Great. If you think uh, about it, back then, am I, can I, am I imagining it? Or was it like, I think I remember it being up to, I mean, early 80s, like, a, well, 80, 90 or something. It was a tenner. It was a tenner a bit. Well, when I, when I first went, it was four quid. Uh, four pounds, but but by the final time, um, it was a tenner a bit. That's a lot of money back then. Tenner a bit, you know, that was a lot of money, and that was yeah. in the Saturday holidays in October, but it was getting ice and frosty and fucking freezing, and it was brutal. But the sandwiches, it was really, I never knew there was so many pastes in all my life. Paste <laughs> that, and I was like, what's that? And I, I was a bit of a fussy eater when I was a kid, and I was like, Sam. Paste and all of a sudden there's wee bones in it, and I'm like, ah, what is it? Those might be paste, it's minging, those are wee round, wee round things. Like, ah, that's right. What the fuck is that? Doesn't even hear a bone like that. What, what do they do? Slice <laughs> the bone up. <laughs> I've never understood what those wee are, like a wee mini hula hoop bone ah, type. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Ah, I think in my head, that bone was. Where did that come from? <laughs> John West, salmon paste, and Beef paste and every paste on the man, you know. Yep. And of course, oh. you had your classic uh, jam piece, you know. Mm-hmm. And then sit with your flask of tea and eating your piece, your fingernails ready to burst off with a muck. Aye. 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 But I always went, my sister Grace always uh, was at the opposite end to me because she could pick tatties like a machine. And she would say, Right, you stay with me. And we'd been a bit next to each other. And I was never allowed to take a half bit because that was just a cop out. But see, but by lunchtime, Grace was already into my bit. She would start at the opposite end, to a, a, a bit away, do her ah. bit, and into my bit. Yeah. And then by mid-afternoon, she, we were, we were, and we'd keep going till you bumped heads, and ah. we'd bump halfway through my bit uh, by mid-afternoon. Oh, Grace was a grafter. Yeah. It was for proper hard work. Oh, 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 and then but you know, and then, some folk were some folk were really good there though. They're also <laughs> like Grace, you know what I mean? But oh, I was, I was, I was. I just I beard it. I, I got it done, but I was I wasn't a great. It wasn't, wasn't it? It's funny because you look back on it and it was a hard day, and you talk about the money you got. Mm. But at the time, it was murder. It was just an absolute. Uh, it, was it was brutal. It mm. was brutal. The longer the day went, it didn't. It started bad and got worse. Mm. You know, but the time mm. after coming, you could almost fucking feel the heat off the tractor's engine when you're still trying to finish your bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was still always jealous of the boys in the baskets. I went, how do you oh, yeah. They're all tossing it off, walking about smoking fags, thought they were urchin, you know what I mean? Just And then flicking the baskets like they were gallus into the boxes. Yeah. They pull yeah. each other, you know? There was yeah. fizz tractors, but uh, I was I was a coveted role being on the baskets. They even That's got me a money job. Imagine that. I think they I did, I. I don't know what justified that. That was the easiest yeah. job in the whole field. All going to, they were all running about. It's usually all guys all running about trying to chat up the good looking girls and that as That's well. That's right, yeah. Get, get, get a pool at the tatties, imagine. Getting your, uh, 
if you could if you could get all the the, the shows out, you'd be trying. Oh. Folk, oh. your team, they were good pickers. Right. They, would, they would fucking clear a bit. fucking three meters of shows out uh, into the trails. I just might try to dig up before we go past. That's what he's saying. Older to wreck the digger. I I don't know. <laughs> sometimes it came back to haunt you if you never actually judged it right. When it started up, we could dump the whole bit of the next boy onto your bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That was a big backfire, right? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, but, you know, that, that and that was your Christmas money. Uh, with that money, that was you That was you set. And so if you're going to get presents for your family and for your mum and your dad and all that for Christmas time or even just help out with the Christmas, then that's where the money came from. Not to mention the the violin that you're allowed to take home every night. The, the time. I, I used to wonder why the, the, the my mum and all the women would take these massive bags with them for and a beer sandwiches and that in it until I realised that that's what they filled up with tatties to take home because yeah. that, yeah. the tatties you're allowed to take home because yeah. that kept you in tatties forever. But it's mm-hmm. never as tatties. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was hard work. But again, there was there was another brilliant camaraderie and and uh, a sense of community at the mm-hmm. tatties. Mm-hmm. Pouring out their clothes in the morning, all getting in different vans and buses, uh, whoever's tatties they were going to, and all coming back at night, all chuffed and knackered and covered in muck and Aye. various stories of Bairns nearly getting running over for the tractor. Excited, like to the close calls with the tractor at the, at the tatties. Aye. I remember. Aye. Aye. <laughs> that, that, I think that goes back to what we were saying about that, that, um, that unity in such a, a community where. where Everybody's out doing the same hard graft for the same reasons. You know, they're just making ends meet any mm. which way they can. Mm. And through the year, you've got these different activities, which you might have not been at the same field, but you've got the same experiences to share. And that, I think that has helped folk remember the 60s, the 70s, the 80s in a particular way as well, which... Oh, you would come home. You would come home for the berries or the tatties and you had a couple, you had pennies to spend, yeah, you know. If, yeah. if you were lucky enough, you had some pennies to spend. So you'd get home. Sometimes you didn't even wash, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Ice cream van would come round and you'd be The out, van would be out and you would be away. Getting juice for your piece. Mm. Well, I, absolutely, aye. The ice cream van. Now, there was a, there mm. was a joy. In fact, mm. it was fun. Night, I came home from work and was sitting outside with, with Annette having a wee drink and there was an ice cream fan uh, yeah, you know, his little tune was going. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, first, first thing I thought about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the ice cream vans up in Craig. Well, they did, up, up in the glens, but nowhere I lived. And it, yeah. it just was, it's, it wasn't a daily occurrence like it was before. That had all vanished, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I kind of had a wee smile and she goes, I... Because I've been listening to that fucking ice cream van for the last two hours. Because I don't know what he's expecting to happen. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there for hours on end with, with that, that jangle, jingle going. Uh, the jingles, aye. The chimes. Uh, the chimes going. Uh, mm. So, yeah, that, that was quite funny. But I remember, yeah, remember some of the ice creams. A black man. Who would ask yeah. for that now? Mm-hmm. A black man, please. No. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. we never got, they were too dear and nugget waivers and all that. We just yeah. got your or a 99 or something like that. But even that was a man, the black man was it was it was it was expensive and if your mum was flush she would you would you would she would stretch to get in your black man. But um Robin's <laughs> Yeah and Robin's Robin Robin Mr. Softy um, <coughs> Robin Rennie have you listened to that? No I haven't 
Oh, that's a that's cracker. A good, that's a cracker. That's a, that's a so he was ice cream man. He uh, initially with Renatos, and then and then he he had the franchise for Mister Softy, and uh, we sat and spoke, spoke to Robin for oh fuck about three hours, but um, he tells a story. So he talks you right around his route. So he says, right. "I come up, come up Mulhousie Street, turn right into your bit, Stephen, and then route Malvino, Barney's bit, Banksy's, Fergie's." Then on a right down Ainsley Place, and he had three stops on Ainsley Place, and I think one was just no, just outside your bit. Yeah, well, I was outside um, Fowls. Well, so one of the stops was well, yeah, just over that, Vina, yeah, just and then at, then at the, the corner of Lindsay Place, where you would go down to Carcrace, and Val yeah. uh, Val Sharp. Um, so she was married to Mr. Fumi, big big black Nigerian Bruce Fumi, Omar Fumi's. Um, dad, so Robin tells us the story. <laughs> so there's a fucking line of folk waiting for ice creams, and this big, tall, fucking massive, handsome black yeah. man comes out. I think he had a suit on. Robin says, "Hey, yeah, always well dressed, always well dressed." And Valet sent him out, and and the boy comes up, and yes, and Robin's yes, can I help you, sir? Three black men, please. He says. <laughs> And Robin's like, and Scott Robertson was on the van. We we helped Robin. He says, and and Robin's trying. And Valad sent him out. Valad <laughs> sent him out and says, go and get three black men. You know. So I never ever thought about it as being a, a, a racist yeah. when I was getting sent to get a black man. You know, it was just obviously it was in, it was in the the vernacular. The vernacular you know. Um, but when you look at it now, so we, we why were they called that? Well, it's probably it was probably a a, a, a dig at, at black people, probably. But what, but chocolate? Eh? But 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 they like that, that was the ones with the chocolate on them, wasn't it? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate nugget, chocolate, nugget right. yeah. Right. I don't know. I I can understand why they were called that. I've often thought about that. I wonder if there's any I reason. Never, I never made the connection though. That's what I'm saying. Did you make the connection? I never made the no. connection. I never made any connection to either. Race or a man at no. all? It was just like it was called a black man, and you and you just that's what you have to, to ask Aye. for, you know. So, yeah, no, vans, a lot of vans, the milkman, you know, bringing your milk to the door every day and all that stuff. Yep, uh, yep. Dragon. Rolls, what used to get rolls brought as well, delivered. So uh, I, there was every van under the sun. There was the the grocer van. Acres, van. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, which was just as well because, you know, even uh, my dad been away quite a lot, going for going to the shop, and I always had to go. Oh, wait, I'll tell you a story about a bike. I'll tell you that in a minute. Uh, going shopping with my mum, uh, th- that was a trek coming back up the road, carrying mm. the bags. Remember my wee fingers and they were nearly being cut to shreds. As they yeah. carry uh, but most of it went in the big the big boat pram. That was the transport really. That was yeah. our tram, the the big blue navy pram. You know so. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember Christmas time. A couple of things happened at Christmas time. You know, and everyone, you know, we just looked forward to Santa and getting a mm-hmm. present. And we all, we got we got like a present each. There's nothing, nothing like some kids are the day where they, they give you an A4 sheet of paper with about 35 things that they want for Christmas. It was none of that. We all just, we, we got whatever we got. And uh, I remember getting up. There's always an early riser, but it must have been super early this time because the only time I ever remember being up before my mum. So it must have been in the middle of the night. And uh, I opened every single present that had been meticulously wrapped under the tree till I found mine. 
<laughs> so when everybody went back to bed, then everyone got up in the morning, and all the presents had been ripped unceremoniously apart. And of course, that was another clatter for Johnny. <laughs> but I remember begging for a bike. Always wanted a bike. If other boys have got bikes. Can I not get a bike? I want a bike. I want a bike. I want a bike. And it was always no, no, no. We can't afford a bike. Not going to bike. Until this one particular year, and uh, got up. I've always loved. I've loved Christmas to this day. Went way through the room, and there, unmistakably wrapped was a bike set mm. it appeared to have three wheels <laughs> <laughs> and I unwrapped this bike and it was it had a big big fat saddle and not only did it have three wheels it had a big round transport bin on the back of it and my dad said there you go <laughs> it'll be easier to help your mum with the shopping <laughs> I, I was gutted I was absolutely dead <laughs> To the point where I didn't even want to take it out in the street because I knew it would get <laughs> it, it sat in the house for days. I was getting, you know, taking a bike out. So I'm, like, I'm sure looking back, and my dad knew. But uh, I, and eventually <laughs> took it out and I got mocked inside and out. Oh, uh, I got slagged to death. I was absolutely ashamed to death with it. And it was bright red, bright uh, colour red. It wasn't really hiding this bike, you know. Yeah. I'll bet you, I'll bet you after taking the slag in, everybody was doing hurls on it. You were pedaling and the foot were jumping on the back of it. They were standing in the box. They lift mm -hmm. the lid up in the mm -hmm. box. You know? Yeah. That's what I was making out. It was Johnny's chariot. It was, aye, it was good. aye, aye, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Very, very happy. Indeed, it was, uh, it was, it was sad to leave. And, you know, and, and you know, and I've, I've had the friends that I made have <clears> been friends to this day yeah. you know and uh, we didn't have to see each other because uh, we don't I live in Australia and I lived in Berlin for 10 years before that and uh, America and wherever else I lived and um, and you don't have to mm -hmm. because that bond that, that's yeah. a mistake never ever ever breaks you know Absolutely. Like, I may bump into Colin maybe once every five or six years but it's just like yesterday you know Absolutely. Like, yeah. uh, and I think that's just wonderful yeah, it's, it's hard to express that, but it's so... I mean, folk have talked about that, multiple guests that we've spoken to, and you can... We recorded Liz Lamond, uh, Gooey, and my brother. That's a funny listen, by the way. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy hadn't seen Liz for 20 years, and we all met at Liz's house, and... Barney thought they'd met that, that same day. He hadn't seen, been Liz's company for 20 years, and you just yeah. instantly pick it up. Oh, I'll tell you a story about the lemons. So, <laughs> the, so my dad had a car, because mum would be scrimping and scraping, trying to make ends meet. My dad was working up in these tunnels, and he, he came back, he'd buy a car, big flash like Vauxhall Cresta. This thing looked like a Cadillac, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my mum would just shake her head, you know, she's saving every halfpenny to try yeah. and make it for no apparent reason. And it was usually because if he was going to Ireland, he wanted to, you know, let everyone know that he was doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. So it turns out there were some scratches appeared on the side of it, on the far side of your house, the way it was parked across the road. And there wasn't a lot of cars, only two or three. There was a boy in Davy Finlay's clothes in a car, and there was, there was very few cars, if any, in the street. Mm. Uh, of course, in my infant mind, I decided it must be the Lamins because they live there. It's mm -hmm. part on the hill close. <laughs> and I went in, I went back up to the house and uh, 
and I got on great with him, don't get me wrong. And uh, I went back up to the house and whatever possessed me, I sat down with a, a, a pencil and a piece of paper and I wrote uh, a letter about their mum, who was a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, with every swear word and curse and, and blasphemous phrase that I'd ever heard and put it all to paper and signed it. And uh, <laughs> triumphant and popped it through the letterbox and marched back across the street back to my house. And sitting there, not care in the world, and the doorbell went, or the doorbell, the door, the knocker went on the door, and uh, it was Mrs. Lamond with the, with the said letter. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my mom was black affronted, and oh. she came and uh, put the, the I, I thought I was going to die, and uh, she started, and my mom was ashamed to death that I even knew these words, let alone. <laughs> And uh, of course, uh, apologised to Mrs. Lamond, and I, think I got uh, the hammer on my life that day. I, mm-hmm. I think it was a, I think it was out for about a week. Silly mm-hmm. uh, things, but again, just innocent, innocent stuff. I, I yeah. never thought I thought I was defending the family. Yeah, Lamond's at all. Just to put that straight, it was not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got this notion in my head one day, and uh, you know, events just oh, but- took over. Funny, eh? Funny you think these things, eh? But aye, innocent is, is, is the word, really. You know? Just have a in your head. Aye. And, that, and that's for me probably where all the, all the, the fondness comes to. Because there was no malice or, mm-hmm. or thing like that. You know, and, and folk in the street, the Lamons across the road and the McGilvery's were up there. Yeah. The Watts were up on the same side as them. Rusty McLeod was across the road, kind of diagonally across the us in the corner mm-hmm. TV next door and the close next door. The Watts were actually in Ainsley Place at the time. Eddie Watt and that they they must have moved because they they lived in Ainsley Place to start with and they moved in across the phone box. Yeah. Aye, and uh, the who else was there? The McDonnell, Johnny McDonnell, no, his family were further along. Just up a bit, yeah. and so. Yeah. Aye, it's amazing how uh, uh, how you remember these things. Yeah. Um, I've got then, um, Johnny McDonnell. Um, so Johnny worked at Dewar's. My sister worked at Dewar's alongside him. My sister was pals with is it Jackie, Jackie McDonnell. Aye, aye, aye. But um, so I was, so I was doing my paper and I delivered um, evening telly in the Sporting Post on a Saturday, and uh, mm. I would, I would uh, Mrs. McDonnell would take the papers and so fucking one day I was at the door and Johnny says. Because I was a wee punk, obviously, as you know, and uh, Johnny's like, "Want to buy some albums, Stephen?" And uh, so I've still got this. So Rosillo's first album, which is the only, yeah. which is a fucking top, top album, by the way, and it's like worth money. Mm-hmm. And I've still got that with inside sleeve and everything. I can't remember what else I bought off him. Might have been the bollocks, actually, but still got that album. And this, and every time I look at it or I hear it. I just takes I, you back. I take takes me right back to that standing in the close and Johnny's going through that letting me go through his albums. Brilliant. You know, he was a good guy, Johnny, eh? Aye, Johnny's a good guy. Good mm. guy. Quite a lot of them. Uh, Bobby yeah. Martin, brother, he was a uh, big big curly head of red hair. Aye. Bobby. Aye. So Aye, it was a it was a pretty vibrant street, you know. Yeah, busy uh, street, yeah. Peggy O'Connor, lovely, beautiful woman she was yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, um, uh, Sean Brennan's dad, John Brennan, and, uh, and Peggy O'Connor, brother and sister. Right. 
So uh, that was the the connection with them. So yeah, and, and so yeah, it was uh, it was great fun. I remember the MacArthur's uh, running about, and the Wilkies were up there. They lived in the corner and Maggie the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next 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 belong to Donna Donna Henderson. Aye. <coughs> and, uh, aye, great times. Great yeah, times. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like I say, uh, nothing but a short, a short time, but a lot of memories and yeah. and all are are great, great memories. Yeah. And I loved every probably minute. Set, of it. Probably set you up for life, John. You know, really, uh, probably set you up for life on on a lot of different fronts. Because when you're talking about when you moved to Craigie. And, and you're talking about so some folk who weren't from Muir and then they experienced in Muir and they were a wee bit tentative walking through the street. So I'm saying you would be able to walk with big strides, knowing where you are, kenning people. And that would give you credit yeah, yeah. and kudos within your kind of group, a school, your, your, your school friends, you know, that weren't from Muir. I did. They kind of a lot of trouble, I know. For being yeah. Got me into a bit of bother as well. You're a bit too gallus, probably, <laughs> aye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But but you you, you grew up. I don't know. You're right, Steve. It, it does. It, it give you a different slant on on life. And I, I could understand why people were so. Uh, I don't know if they were scared's the right word, but they were very apprehensive about uh, mm-hmm. uh, situations that they were uncomfortable with or areas that they they mm-hmm. never knew. Whereas I I I felt comfortable just to be anywhere. It didn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have the prejudice that other folk un, unconsciously grew up with or were told about. Because oh, especially absolutely. through the 60s into the 70s, just through some of the archive stuff we've seen in the, in the PA and things, Hunters and Mutant, they weren't getting any good press in Perth. You know, mm. yeah. so you were well, fame Perth and you knew folk or you mm. heard that somebody was fame Mutant or Hunters, you know. Sometimes they would just give you a white fucking birth for mm. no good reason that mm. that was where you were fit. Absolutely. And, and it was totally unjustified. Absolutely unjustified. But mm. I, think, I think the other thing that is probably done, <clears throat> I think maybe all of us in some respects, is wherever you've been in the world, you're, you're, the way you look at it is shaped because of where you grew up up until yeah. you left. Yeah. And so I want you to look at it in a, my, a my, judgmental way. My social, my social benchmark is Mutant and, 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 and the community values that stemmed from there when, mm. when I was a child. Yes. And that, that's never left me. So, so that's the benchmark for me. And, and if we could all be like that and, and recapture uh, that instead of being, uh, the, world, the world's become a real fickle place, you know, and, and, and everyone's just it for themselves and yes. it's difficult to get by and schedule pressure or there's, well there's pressure galore on just about everything you do so that yeah. if you're work, keep your job try to feed your family have to try yeah. and get by uh, but then again uh, we've all we've all been uh, we've all slipped into the the climbing the ladder of success or, or what's deemed to be success mm-hmm. with your cars your your two holidays a year whatever yeah. whatever that looks like and and there's nothing wrong with that but mm-hmm. uh, does, it does change the parameters of your 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 social uh, your social expectations, I guess. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and suddenly, we are unconsciously no keeping up with the Joneses, but mm-hmm. we, we want we want to <coughs> yeah. advance. We've we bought want, into that. 
We want to provide more, more and a better situation for our, for our children. Not that our situation was bad, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I think we unconsciously slip into that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just... No. A, no, as, no. As, as, as long as we can bring, uh, so there's more, more people that, that, that are, are experiencing probably that level of um, poverty um, and hardships that, that we, we all kind of kind of grew up with and, and worked through. There's probably a lot more. That's, that's, that seems to be expanding, you know, there's more and more people really, really struggling, but they've not got the, they've not got the community. I don't think, maybe I'm speaking at a turn, but. I think in a lot of cases they've not got a community around them that, that can that can they can bounce off and help help each other out. You know, maybe there is. You know, I'm sure, and I'm sure there is somewhere. There'll be degrees of it. I think. I think what we've experienced is that there are pockets of communities <coughs> in schemes for want of a better description, <coughs> but everybody because you're in your end back and front door a lot of the times there's, there's yeah. some kind of tenement yeah. blocks and yeah, things, but not very many yeah. compared to what there used to be. Yeah. You, you didn't have the your neighbour just across the landing to tap on the door. Mm. Or you've got to go out your house, out your gate, round the corner mm. and, and yeah. on the rest of it. So yeah. the, the ability to interact. Funnily, funny, funnily enough, I mean, you're in Australia, we're in Perth at the minute. The ability to interact's never been easier. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> it's, for some reason, yeah. it's maybe not done in the way that it's um, yeah, this is it. of, of, of worth takes connection, you know? Yeah. yeah. If everyone's uh, wrapped up and embroiled in their own day-to-day and in their own life and yeah. we're probably all guilty of it i mean i mean mm-hmm. me live here uh you you try so hard to keep in touch and then you wonder i wonder why folk are keeping in touch and they're all busy everyone's wrapped up and busy doing their own thing and, and trying to make sure they're doing the right thing and, and doing plenty mm-hmm. of it and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 advance their family i guess i suppose when my parents uh, first started heading for Scotland, sure their goal was to uh, provide a better life for their kids mm-hmm. uh, and I, all of our parents done that and and then our goal is to do the exact same thing so i suppose mm-hmm. it's only natural that we're, we're we're trying to advance that and and uh not that it was bad but it was just a, a natural progression i guess and mm-hmm. uh, but it was a bloody good stepping stone and a good starting block that's for sure it's a great great foundation really for us absolutely all. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. If it's, a, if it's, a, it's a nice little segue because right at the start we talked about when we first mentioned you and spending yeah. time you in the podcast. That was twelve months ago, just about. So it's, it's time just happens. Mm-hmm. Life gets yeah. life gets in the way, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay. What what the, what, a, what a very true saying. Life does get in the way. Yeah, and then before you, yeah, it's sayonara. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we've got plenty to go yet. Yeah. Absolutely. My mother Let- used to. To kill a bad thing. <laughs> before before we wrap it up, um, we've never done this before, so this might go tits up. We've just got a couple of uh, quick fire uh, questions for you to decide which which of the two options you prefer. So it's just okay. just a few things. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through this. We'll start off with Ur Willy or the Bruins. Oh, Ur Willy. Ah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Can imagine that as a wee boy uh, yeah. getting the ball and, and yeah. dodging for the local Bobby. Right. I think you've ans- actually answered a lot of these in the last hour, John. Berries or the tatties? Oh, definitely the tatties. Never had the, never had the, the self control or uh, self drive for the berries. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that is for me. Yeah. Christmas or Hogmanay? Oh, Christmas. I love Christmas. I still love yeah. Christmas to this day. 
Do yeah. you do a big Christmas family thing in Australia? You know something, Barney, it's the strangest thing, and it's something that I'll never get used to as long as I live. Uh, <laughs> running around in 35, 38 degree heat, <laughs> uh, we, are, we are Santa hat on, and I'm just <laughs> sitting at the beach, cocking, popping bottles of champagne. Uh, it just blows my mind, you know, but your biggest concern is uh, sunblock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my cousin's in New Zealand, and every mm. Christmas he sends me a picture of him at the beach. Beach is is manic. You're down there at the beach, everyone gets set up, and it's, all, it's just a sea of Christmas hats and bobbing about in the ocean. Mm. I'll, I'll never get used to that. I'll never get, ever get used to that, but yeah, right. Christmas. Scotch and rye, or only an excuse? Oh, oh! I would have to say Scotch and rye. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. All in excuse, ran out of steam when the characters in football seem to kind of yeah. get a bit more yeah just dull. The Scotch yeah. and rye's got some classics. Oh. Absolutely. And I think Scotch and rye probably is more sixties and seventies mm. essence, mm. early eighties mm. maybe. Um, I am with you, Scotch. No, I would I agree with that too. I. <clears throat> What's next? The one below Scotch and Ryan, all in excuse. <laughs> swimmies or swimming, going to the swimmies or swimming in the tea? Well, I actually, although I was in the tea quite a lot, I wasn't really one for swimming in it because I was just kind of wading out. So I thought I wouldn't drown like up to my chin, which was more than enough to drown in. But somehow I thought if my head was under the water, I couldn't die. So, <laughs> but the swimmies, on the other hand, Chris got the swimmies. God, that was a chore. Those changing rooms was ab donkey old road. It was yeah. concrete floor. Those cubicles, curtains, nay nothing. And walking through that bath of dental. Take the fucking skin off you. <laughs> Walking through that dental just to get in the fucking pool. Uh, uh, I mean, my mum came once to watch me, and I said that I could dive off the pool, and I'd never ever done it before. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she was sitting in the canteen, and, uh, and I knew she never had time, and she was probably like, I'll go along. I pestered her for days, and she came down, and you know, the, the wee canteen, we in the old swimmers, you are that, yeah, eh? yeah. and yeah. Uh, in that canteen with that, the wee, uh, you know, the wee machines that you got your yeah. food out. Of the and the, the, the diving board was right there, right up the top I went. And right. I'd never even been there before. Right. And I uh, stood at the edge, and I swear to God, I felt like I was on top of the powerful ass. I was absolutely... <laughs> it's taller than you think, isn't it? It's higher than you think. I, I was shaking. And, uh, <laughs> but I had to do it, and I, I shut my eyes, and I kind of fell forward. And I, and I, I don't know how I managed it to this day. Shorts flying right off of my ankles. You know, <laughs> Big and scrambling about trying to get them to put them back on before you bump back up again. <laughs> so, but that uh, will be will talks that Billy Connolly talks about. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have to say the swimmies. I mean, if there's nothing, the swimmies, I remember the swimmies. No, the swimmies were the baths, and, you know, and a lot of the men used to go in there to get a bath because a lot of never had them, you know. So, yeah. uh, was that between the main pool and the soldiers' pool was that big long corridor that was just all wee rooms full of bathtubs, you know. That's so, right, yeah. That's that, right. So, I'd say the swimmies. Perfect. Uh, coal fire or central heating? Oh, coal fire. <laughs> I love it. I love a coal fire. <laughs> central heating, and uh, but you know you, you can't beat a coal fire. Yeah. And if you close your house, 
uh, and we're a co-fire player, and there's, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Especially if you this on. And, and, and it also, it, 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 that's another thing about co-fires. It triggers those memories. Yeah. Right back to co-fire on the mountain, because that was it. That was your source of heat. Opening yeah. that door and skipping, trying to skip through that lino, mm-hmm. sticking to it, freezing cold, was the uh, was challenge. Into your freezing oh. bed. Yeah. Head under the until it heated up. Ken, I breathe in it try to warm up. That's right. Oh, man. Class. What's next? Uh, bath or shower? Shower. I'm a shower now, yeah. Me, shower I'm, I'm a shower now. I really have a bath. Nah, same here. Anyway. Chips and curry or chips and gravy? Oh, chips and curry. I like a chips and curry. Every time. Yeah. That's a good one. Right Plain loaf or morning rolls? Scotch morning rolls. Oh. So we're talking plain bread here. Like a uh, plain, plain, mother's like plain, plain bread. Oh, that's a hard one. But if, if you're dealing with your McIntyre's rolls or whatever they are, it's got to be the rolls. Aye. The, the rolls are savage. And, and you know something? You, you didn't get them anywhere else. No. I've lived everywhere no. and I've no. never got a roll remotely close. Never. No. No, I've seen rules that might be like them, and I've been disappointed every time. Nothing yeah. like them. Mm-hmm. But I do like plain loaf, I must admit. Right. I love, I love toasted. Oh. Oh, oh, toasted plain loaf. You, you oh. can't beat it. Can't beat it, man. <laughs> or or a plain, plain, plain bread, butter, and just cheddar. Cheddar cheese, man. I just, oh. Uh, I tell you, when you're back in, food when, of gods, when, when you're back in first, I don't know if you ever go to the way in. You know, in uh, is it Canal Street? Princess yeah. Street. Street. Princess Street. Bottom of Princess Street, aye. But, um, they're filled all there. I'm sure they use... Um, Magnetite. So you can get a lawn sausage or a black pudding yeah. or a tatty scone and a roll. Uh, McCune's export or Tenant's Lager? Well, you're asking the wrong man because I don't drink beer at all. Oh. Now, you asked me about two different brands of vodka, Dunks. I'd be able to tell you. <laughs> What's your favourite vodka? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my favourite vodka is probably Zborovka. Okay. Right. Bison. Yeah. Bison right. vodka. Beautiful. Okay. You didn't drink beer, John. You never no like the beer. No, uh, that's another funny story. I went to the Queen's, the Queen's, uh, the, the, the bar there. It used to be a wee pub. Yeah. Uh, wee cafe there. Me, Johnny Kelly and James Irvin. Uh, I don't know if Colin Davidson was there, but I think it was just the three of us. Uh, and we could only have been about 13. And uh, I remember we walked in and they had a pool table through the back. Mm. There's all some old railway boys sitting there with their cloth caps and all. And it kind of went quiet when we walked in. And, uh, I was the tallest, obviously. So I went up to the bar and get uh, three pints of beer, please. <laughs> and the barman said, uh, 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 I kind of almost felt, heard a chuckle. And the barman said, <laughs> Beer, son. Huh? He says, uh, "What kind of beer would you like?" And I went, "Lager beer." <laughs> <laughs> and he went, he went right then, and uh, I never knew Marcel Melbo. It turns out he was giving us pints of special, so he gave us three pints of special. It wasn't even lager. Or, I never even knew what I was asking for. Just three pints of beer, and we drank seven pints each, Ooh. and pulled through the back. And I went home and absolutely pebble-dashed the entire bathroom. I swear to God, it must have took me about an hour and a half to clean it up with squares of toilet paper. It was projectile everywhere. And uh, 
I, I think I've drunk. I think I, now and again I've made have a, a, a bottle of beer very, very rarely. Uh, yes. But I've I dislike beer ever since. I could never I could never understand how people, and to this day, can sit and uh, drink 10, 12, 15 pints of beer yeah. and sit yeah. having the crack in the pub. I'd be bloated and just want to go and lie down somewhere. I know, I so, know. You're, you're kind of right. I, you know? It's putting me off now because I had a few, <laughs> I had a few last night, so it's <laughs> me, ask me off it anyway. Like, I'm a bit off it, aye. Right. What was your first job, John? My first job? Yeah. Uh, my first job uh, was the coveted uh, job. No, I'll tell you, there's a couple. Uh, I guess my first job was probably as a waiter. Mm-hmm. I was a waiter in two places, in the Lovett House, and uh, I was a waiter in the station hotel when it was uh, a beautiful four-star, if not a five-star hotel, and then four-star hotel. And uh, everything was silver service, and you had the fan fish knives, and flambe, dover sole at the table side, and oh, you had on your uniform, and... Max McKechnie was the chef in the kitchen, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was great. After that, I, 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 parallel to that, uh, I had a job in Webster's the Butchers, which is Murray's the Baker's now. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Harry Alexander worked there with Hoosty, then Hoosty left, and I got his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was you got the big iron horse, the message bike. Hi. Uh, and that was that was the bike again. Back yeah. to the bike. You know, so yeah, I worked there, uh, and that was great because you were never short, of, never short of meat. Yeah, you could, uh, you yeah. could uh, eat as much as you could steal. Yeah, you know, that was great. <laughs> 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 you know, Perks of the job, to, man. We know what you're going to be a duffel coat on middle of summer. You know, <laughs> duffel coat buttoned right up to the neck. Like that. Later, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right. Um, you know what your first bike was? What was your first car? Well, uh, it wasn't a car. It was a Bedford van. I didn't <laughs> have a car. I, suppose, I tell a lie. The, the very first car I bought uh, was a Fiat Panda. Ah. A tiny wee Fiat Panda that I bought for, I think, uh, a couple hundred quid at Kinross Market. Yeah. I never had a car for years and years and years. Well, I lived in London uh, after I finished serving my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in London for years, so never had a car. So and I would just come home on holidays, so I was there for years. And then when I came back, uh, working for my working as a joiner, uh, I, I bought a I bought a transit van. So I always had a van. It used to piss me off because everybody that ever flitted or moved anywhere or needed anything moved anywhere. It was always me. It was yeah. always I could hardly I could never say no. I was, maybe that was part of my upbringing and mutant and all. I was always people move stuff and yeah. do and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, yeah. First gig. Two mere. First gig. Now you're talking. First gig. I never went to a lot of gigs, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. First gig. One of the, the first ones in Perth was Dex's Midnight on Arse. You and went to see them at the Sally. It was at the Sally, I think. Actually, in the City Hall. City Hall, it was, right. Yeah. Aye. Good night. They were just uh, on the cusp, weren't they? Just on the cusp of Gino just yeah, breaking. Uh, young Soul Rebel album. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Was probably, that was probably the first one I could mind, though. Might oh, have yeah. been some other style I can't mind. That's a good gig to have been made a first one. Um, do you remember the first single or album you bought? Well, now, I remember us in an old bloody radiogram that was good for nothing. 
you know, you'd finish getting a six-inch nail and holding it on the record. <laughs> but the, I never really, my sister Sheila bought a lot of, so, and I was only a lot younger, so I was always just fucking, whatever yeah. she was, yeah. her, was uh, would be like T-Rex and T-Rex mm. and David and stuff like yeah. that. Then she Tangent and was into Alice Cooper and a whole pile of other stuff. I remember buying her an Alice Cooper uh, poster for Christmas one year. We, the one with the famous one with the big snake around his neck, you know. Aye, aye. It, it, it probably, I remember t- talking my mum into for talking to albums. I remember being at Tesco's once with mum, and uh, I was I asked her to buy me this album. She looked at it, and the whole the whole uh, cover was uh, red roses. And uh, she went, oh, that's lovely, son, I'll buy you that. And I took it home and put it on. And she came through, I thought she was going to lose her shit. And it was Rattus Norvegicus by the Stranglers. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, class. Class. Superb. <laughs> I'm sitting holding the flowery. Oh, look at this one. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Good quality. Oh, right, listen, the last one. We, what was your first snog? Now, I'm hoping this is in the Muirton. <laughs> but it's cool. Oh, I wouldn't be in the mirror and it was far too innocent. <laughs> My first snog. It was probably uh, and no long after though. When I tell you what happened. Um <laughs> the, the priest came to school, right? <laughs> like he did, and he came round to school and he was going on about the 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 sacrament of marriage and the, all that baptism of marriage and blah 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 blah. I'm trying to explain how life went and all the rest of it. So yeah, he asked for the he never asked for two volunteers. He just picked two people at the class to get married, and it was me and Michelle McQuaid. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he went through the whole rigmarole and pretended that we were married, and then and then we had a wee kiss. As you oh, can make wow. <laughs> everybody in the class it wasn't oh, hell man that's like torture yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant uh, so that was that was probably michelle not seen michelle for years but we, mm-hmm. we were great friends and we had i tell you what we had a, we had a great class we had great great folk at school it was it was a laugh it was mm-hmm. really good you know so yeah that was probably it that was probably the first john that's been amazing chatting to you it's been really good and barney says when when you went off to Put your phone back when you went off power. There's no very much editing. I think I don't think there'll be much editing. So are you happy with us? Um, just you happy even re- releasing the because we can release the, the actual video as well if you're cool with that. But you go into the head and, and do whatever you need to do. I think what you both do <laughs> uh, is really fabulous. I enjoy every minute of it, and it's just like I say, it just brings a lot of joy to my world. So for that, thank you, man. Uh, so that's lovely to hear. Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. Um, go and go and enjoy the the beach or whatever. What are you what are you doing now? What are you waiting to do? No, it's, uh, it's well now, now that that's over. I was a wee bit nervous, you know. I find mm. myself nervous about an hour out, and I said to Anetta, I said I'm feeling a wee bit nervous. She was what about? I said, "Oh, it's podcast now. I hope it all goes all right." She went, she was just fucking here for the usual shite that you all say. <laughs> 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 that? Well, what's the <laughs> He says, if you get stuck, just come and get me, and I'll tell them the stories. I've heard them a million times. <laughs> <laughs> They're worth hearing every time. Brilliant, John. Hey, no, listen, lad. You... How's your Tropicala? Or Tropicalia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's building. Building slowly. It's getting busier. So, um, 
it's a pity you're not here longer because it's on every Saturday. So, but your 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 time when you're across is pretty limited. So, um, next maybe next time, you know. But aye, it's good. It's it's, it's building. This well, look, lads. Uh, Thank you for getting in touch. Uh, the the pleasure has been all mine, Brilliant. and uh, I wish you all the very best for the future. And Thank you. Uh, Thank uh, you for keeping keeping it alive. Brilliant. Brilliant. Have a great time in November when you're across. November, aye, that weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's that? What is it now? Six weeks away or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll maybe cross paths, John, right? We'll maybe keep in touch. Maybe come to the Abbey and see you. Get your vodka. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the Abbey on, on the Friday night. Uh, uh -huh. A few, so there's a, a few folk coming up there. So if you're out and about, lads. Sounds like a plan, actually. Oh, it's not a bad idea. All right, John. All right, boys. Brilliant. All the best. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers. Thank you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.